0: This is Monty in the Morning, the show Phoenix Magazine readers voted number one talk radio show in Arizona. Number one during your morning commute. Number one whenever news breaks during your day. And number one whenever and wherever you want to talk sports. Now it's time for Monty in the Morning. Hey, yo, man, how the heck are you? It is the Monty show presented by the advocates. Find the best injury attorneys in the fitness online right now at theadvocates.com. Good morning, Jake. How are we doing? Uh, Not good, because there's not a whole hell of a lot going on in sports. The Utah Jazz are just past the halfway mark of the season. Here's a question for you. Are the Utah Jazz having a good season? I would tell you they are. I feel like there is a lot to be excited about with this team. Does the record matter? And is Walker Kessler a Rookie of the Year candidate? We'll talk all about that. Will Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, ever come on the program here on the Monty Show? No. No. We we got an answer yesterday as to why Ryan Smith, the owner of the Jazz, has not come on the show yet. The program. The program, excuse me. Yeah. Yeah, I, I totally mispronounced program. Program. Uh, My bad. Uh, If you are a member of the exclusive Monty Show only uh, Pimpster Club. Program. um, (laughs) You got a video of me rapping Snoop Dogg lyrics this morning. Yeah. Um, There's your exclusive content for the day. Don't say we didn't do nothing for you. You know. Um, That was cool. I would encourage you to join because you get an exclusive video every day. Uh, right here on YouTube. And if you're listening on Spotify or uh, anywhere you get a podcast, just search The Monty Show. But make sure you get over to YouTube, search The Monty Show, like our videos, subscribe to the channel, and then click join. For $10 a month, you get exclusive content every single day, and you get access uh, to our members-only Instagram group, which is spectacular. Uh, Whether we're talking... What were we talking about last night in that group? We were talking about... Uh, What we watch when the jazz don't play or when there's no football on, like Jake was talking about how he's still not copulating with other people. He is uh, a non-sexed virgin. Right. Like, I mean, it's just been a really good Instagram. (laughs) You too can find out about Jake's um, repopulation strategy uh in our exclusive instagram group for members only when you click join let's start the show this morning presented by the advocates utah uh talking about the utah jazz i guess the simple question is are the utah jazz having a successful season i would tell you the utah jazz are i don't think there's any doubt that when this season tipped off most people expected this team to go into full tank mode uh, they have done anything but tank. And I think when you look at where the Jazz are, you can't help but be excited about what's going to happen here in three weeks at the trade deadline. I don't think you, you can help but be excited about the NBA All-Star game being at Vivin Arena this year. There's a lot to be excited about around this club that has nothing to do with basketball on the court. I think that's a big win. But as far as the game goes, you can see that this team danny ainge ryan smith reset their house and now you feel like they're heading in the right direction so jake to this point do you think it's been a successful season for the utah jazz
1: yeah i mean i definitely think they've you know outperformed expectations i, I think what you said there's spot on you know end into the season everyone thought that this was going to be you know a 20-win team and that's not what this team is i think they're they're obviously well on track to you know pass that mark and and do some nice things and 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 be better than that we thought they were going to be as a as a fan base and I think that you know the this this whole conversation hinges on your ability to to appreciate what they're doing now instead of saying that they suck you know like you have to be able to say hey yeah preseason expectations were a lot different than what we got and that's a good thing not a bad thing so yeah, I think they're having a good season. I just think that Jazz fans, you know, won't really be happy until there's true winning again, until there is true, you know, contending again. And, and I look at this team, and on most nights, they're, you know, two to four possessions behind the team they're playing. That's kind of where they find themselves. So, you know, they beat Donovan the other night, and that was great. That was an awesome moment for everyone involved. But now it's kind of time to move on from that moment and kind of time to get to the business of the trade deadline and i think that largely the trade deadline and how danny goes about operating in this window is going to define whether this was a good season or not because really again the win loss column doesn't really matter as much it's more about like what you did to build the roster and like what direction you're heading in so if danny has a baller trade deadline and does a bunch of great things and people are really happy then I imagine people will be like, yeah, they had a good season. If Danny has a trash trade deadline and they don't really do much and they add like one guy and that's it, then I think people will probably be like, yeah, it was kind of a rough season. We didn't win too much. You know, we were in most games we played, but we just weren't good enough to win them and we didn't really have a good deadline.
0: Do you, What I mean, what expectations do you have when it it comes to the trade deadline? Because I think this is actually a really interesting conversation. Like what expectations do you have? My expectations are that there will be significant changes at the deadline. And and yes, I believe they will do a lot of heavy lifting in the summer. But I would expect to see Jordan Clarkson and Malik Beasley at a minimum traded at this deadline. To me, that's transformative. That is significant dealings. Because you also know, as we've reported on this show, that sources inside the Utah Jazz have told us that Jordan Clarkson has not uh, been willing to take any kind of a discount. Jordan Clarkson is expecting between, you know, 64 and $66 million uh, on a minimum of a three-year deal. That's a lot of bread for an organization that probably is not going to contend for a championship in that window. Mm-hmm. And even if they do, Jordan's going to be pushing 34 years old at the back end of that deal. That doesn't seem like smart business for the Utah Jazz. But then again, that's why we're talk show hosts and we're not NBA general managers or owners. It's a it's a very curious position, Jake. And I, I, I wonder... What is it that you think the the Jazz should do at the deadline?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I think that what they should do at the the bare minimum of what you should do is you should just simply be be having as many conversations as possible. I think that you know you the, both the best thing and the hardest thing is that you have a lot of options as far as the trade routes you want to go, and I think the goal really should be let's get as many trades on the table as we possibly can and then sort of measure and evaluate those trades and make the best one for the organization. And I think Danny obviously has an idea of what he wants to do, and and I'm going to go ahead and go out on a limb here and say that Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt are part of those conversations. You know, I wouldn't be surprised, honestly. But who's to say, really? I I think we've talked a lot about the last week and a half about, like, three-team deals and all these different situations. And everyone is constantly twitter dming me or asking in our members group like what are the trade updates like what what are they doing and the truth is is like yeah you know we have information we have some things we've heard or whatever but the the truth is 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 danny knows what he wants and then he knows what's available to him and to me i i just i just hope that we don't get another bogdanovich style deal and i don't think we will right i don't think that danny you know i think danny made that deal despite the lakers and that was a very clear message he sent but i just he needs to perform like it like he needs to do a good job this deadline in particular not next year's deadline or the year after that but this year's deadline, because if you do a good job here, that's going to push you forward in the draft. And that's going to expedite your timeline. And all we've heard from Danny is, I don't have time to be on a losing team, essentially.
0: Yeah, I, I think it is. It, one of the things that really stands out is when you listen to Danny Ainge talk about the state of this team, and you listen to Danny talk about timelines and whatnot, I think it's pretty clear he's not here for a long rebuild. The reality is, is, is we've had 16 years of I wouldn't, it's better than mediocrity for Mm -hmm. sure, at times in the last 16 years, but at the same time it really hasn't been championship caliber basketball. And um, um, 16 years without finished, getting past the second round of the playoffs, I think is not what any of us want. And so the change is just, okay, here we are with veteran team, um, had been all in on this veteran team. I think Dennis Lindsay has done a fantastic job in this organization, as did Quinn Snyder, and um, but I just think it's it's we're starting over. Yeah, I I think it is. I would agree with that. It hasn't been mediocre, but has it been really good? And you listen to Danny talk about that. You remember that he also said he's too old to do a full you know Oklahoma City style rebuild. Yeah. I think it's pretty clear that this team is 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 all in on winning as soon as possible. I also think that the the All-Star game complicates that. Uh because of the financial resources it takes, the money you have to spend to host an All-Star game is significant and listen, the arena Vivin Arena is a palace. The place is gorgeous. It is, you know, obviously we've been to a handful of games this year. It's fantastic. Right. So I understand it's all worth that, but it also slows down the, the the money that you're gonna spend on human beings with the idea of winning games. And my my main point in all of this is that I do think they're all in on winning. Having said that, you've gotta make deals to help yourself next season. Mm-hmm. You've gotta make deals to put yourself in, in, in a, a prime position in, to either acquire a superstar in the summer or draft. And I think that's also a a huge question is should the Utah Jazz take all these draft assets that they have and leverage them for a superstar or should they draft that talent and hope they can develop it? And I'm more in line of 50-50 if I'm being honest with you. Take some of this draft capital that you have. Like if you trade Clarkson and Beasley, I would expect you to have at least one more first round pick this season this coming draft that'd be four in the first round now again you have your own right which you're you're going to be middle of the table on that depending on how you finish yeah um you have obviously the brooklyn pick is really interesting right now because without kevin durant obviously their record's going to go down so that's definitely something you have to look at minnesota who's now behind you in the standings so their pick is better than yours which is perplexing and we talked about this yesterday on twitter it's amazing to me that they are essentially the exact same team record-wise this season that they were last season. Yeah. And they trade with the Jazz, obviously, to acquire Rudy Gobert. And it's what Matt Cordero said on Twitter. Who knew the two seven-footers, uh, you know, trying to build around two seven-footers in a league where forwards run the floor routinely would be a problem, right? Yeah. Like, that was a terrible idea. And you're the exact <laughs> same team this year that you were last year. Yeah. And then yesterday, NBA sources were telling us that the Suns and, and the Timberwolves were involved in conversations a, a, essentially around a deal where the the Suns would end up with D'Angelo Russell and Alex Caruso from the Bulls. So trades like that are happening. Yeah. And the question is, if you are the Utah Jazz, should you be trading a guy like Jordan Clarkson and Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt to the Suns to get a first-round pick? My answer is... Yes, I would want at least one first round pick in that deal. But yeah, I think you should be doing that.
1: Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, that that deal is is a really interesting, you know, situation in, in the Suns. You know, the Suns are the classic example of a great team that has just fallen from grace. They just have struggled. They've run into injuries. Like I maintain that even at fully healthy, they weren't an NBA finals team this year. The vibe just was not. Was well, not correct, and I think when you see all these deals happening, you know clearly it's no secret the Suns are trying to make deals and operate. But if I'm Danny Ainge, I, this is exactly the type of situation that I want to be involved in. This is the type of situation that that I wanna I want to see pan out. You know, we we told you, you know, I think two weeks ago now it's been or whatever it's been a week and a half uh, about the you know Phoenix Jazz Atlanta situation, and how that was sort of progressing and playing out. Now that's kind of fizzled out. And you see now the Suns are moving on to the next thing. But if I'm Danny Age, I'm sitting here saying, okay, yeah, just because that one didn't work out doesn't mean I can't get involved in this one or that one or whatever. So, right. that, so that's kind of my point. Like like the question of, hey, should you trade all your draft assets to acquire a superstar? Or should you trade your draft assets to move up in the draft to get a guy that you feel, you know, no one's ever a guarantee, but but a pretty safe bet, if you will. A safe gamble in the draft that he'll turn into something. I I tend to want to be more in the camp of I want to get someone established and I want to move this thing along. So that would be my my goal. I would want to, you know, spend a good bit of this draft capital in a trade with another team to get somebody. And, And that that to me is how I'll go about it. But again, You know, we are seeing better development this year out of the Utah Jazz organization than we had in prior years. So I
0: would agree with that. You
1: know, like you're seeing Walker Kessler come along a little bit. You're seeing, I firmly believe, I am firmly in the Ochai camp. I think Ochai has a lot of potential. I think he is developing. I do think there are certain instances where he's in the wrong spot on the floor, but generally speaking, he's in the right
0: spot. Nine out of ten plays, right? But there are people who have Walker Kessler mm-hmm. as the the second or third selection in, in for NBA Rookie of the Year at the halfway mark.
1: Yeah, which I just, I, I you know, with all due respect to Walker, like I I, I guess that's just a stats thing. I, I I don't know. Like I don't I don't want to sit here and try to send the message I'm not a Walker Kessler fan because I do like what he brings to the table. I love his natural ability to block shots. I do think he is just very young because he is very young. He's a rookie. Like you're gonna make rookie mistakes. But if we're being honest, like this isn't even a conversation. I mean, Paulo Banqueiro is by far the rookie of the year, and, and, and I just don't even think it's, it's all that close. I,
0: I think when you look at Walker and you put him in a group with Jaden Ivey or Keegan Murray or Jabari Smith, Jalen Duran, um, you know, I mean, you put him in that group of rookies – who are the guys that come, come to mind. I mean, obviously Paolo is better than all those guys. Yeah. You know, and if we're looking at upside, I do think that Walker Kessler has defensive player of the year upside. Yeah. I think he is an elite shot blocker. I, you know, will he ever develop a mid range jumper? I have no idea, but I think Walker Kessler is a really, you know, a really good part of this team right now. Having said all of that, I do believe that the jazz will be aggressive. It, I would absolutely, if you're a Utah Jazz fan, I would have every one of my eyeballs focused squarely on the Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. That team is in trouble. They Their top six guys are not available to them right now. Um, I mean, you look at Shamet is even out right now. Campaign's out right now. That's not even, you know, to say that Chris Paul and Devin Booker are out right now. Like I mean, you have all of this talent out of the lineup right now for the Phoenix Suns. They're struggling. They are plummeting. The, you lost by thirty plus points last night to Denver. You got to go make a move, and if they're able to pull off a, a a move, if they're able to make a deal, I don't know that Jay Crowder helps Minnesota. He doesn't hurt Minnesota. I, I mean, that certainly is true. Right? They have this awkward situation uh, with D'Lo in, in Minnesota. They need to make a trade there, frankly. Mm-hmm. I think that Jay Crowder fits in for the right now, and clearly they are in right win right now mode. Yeah,
1: they don't have. That's the problem. They don't have much of a choice. I mean, you 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 spent all this money on on acquiring Gobert's contract and Cat and like Anthony Edwards and D.
0: Like you have. It's. A, I think D. making thirty one mil. Yeah, so like, like you're a lot you're of spending
1: money, all this money, and and I just like you like there there are two teams. There are two. Types of teams when it comes down to the deadline, the teams that are spending money and trying to win right now in yeah. their current situation with their roster and the team that's either building or maybe just is indifferent and, you know, whatever that for whatever reason, they're not in win now mode. You know, there's a variety, but that they're for whatever reason, they're not in win now. And so when you look at the T-Wolves, they're that team that's got to operate like, hey, we have to win now, and we have to—we're not going to be able to sit here and be a sub-500 team the whole yeah, year. And,
0: but the question is, who's willing to help them? Because they don't have a whole lot of—you've of, of You've got you've got a couple of guys you would move there. You don't have a whole lot of guys where you're like, yep, and here, let me give you three draft picks. Because the Jazz essentially own all their draft picks. Yeah. So Minnesota's in a tough spot. It really is. All right, let's get your comments in here. Welcome to the program this morning. Always appreciate you guys. Please right now hit the like button. Um, You know, we have had about 250 people watch the show right now. We've got 11 likes. Let's pump those numbers up. Those are rookie numbers. If all of you, if all 57 of you hit the like button right now, that would make a huge difference. Funky Orion First one in says, whether the Jazz reached the playoffs or not, I think they did pretty well as a team. Walker Kessler has big potential. I would agree. He has potential, but potential is such a dangerous word. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, which will be which will be interesting. Kurt uh, Meyer says, good morning, people. Good morning, Kurt. Mark Hales, welcome uh, to mornings with the monies. Okay.
1: I'm sorry. I thought, I thought you said mornings with
0: the monies. Yeah, that's exactly what he said. Uh, Teddy Wayman, morning, guys. Teddy, what's up? How are you? He says, hit the like button on your way in, people. Appreciate that. Uh, Talking with Raphael Podcast. up, dude. How's the baby, Raphael? Hope you're well. Good to see you. Giggity, what's up? Brett Robbins. Uh, Yeah, Don called Kessler out uh, calling his coverage. What the F was he thinking? Well, it's a common in lower levels of basketball. That's very common. Um, You know, like what he's talking about there is Donovan Mitchell after the game the other night pulled Walker Kessler aside and essentially said to him, stop telling me what you're doing defensively because Walker um, is yelling, dropping, dropping, like he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm dropping back in, in in the paint here or I'm, drop, I'm going under or he's, he's essentially yelling out loud what he was going to do. But that's a very common practice mm-hmm. in lower levels of basketball for a communication thing. Um, and I, I think that, yeah, it's absolutely a mistake at the NBA level. Yeah. Because even when the guy, even when a guy like Donovan Mitchell doesn't know what you're going to do, you're still going to get beat. Yeah. But yeah, that's not uncommon, frankly. Uh, Mike Chase, hey Mike Chase, good to see you. Where you been, man? Arlington Bears says, not sure what's worse, when Monty sings on the program or that Snoop rap. I did put bro, a rap in the. Oh,
1: Chris, dude, chill. That was some morning vibes. That dude. was.
0: We were bumping because my mom ain't home. Uh, and even
1: even the Monty ghost was in and, and chilling with us, and it was sick.
0: Yeah, I did a little rap in the uh, Monty Show Instagram members only group this morning. We were listening to a little snoop before the show. Wow, wow. Can you do something for me? I thought it was amazing. I thought it was amazing. D Rock, good to see you, my friend. Ken Williams, how are you? Wow, I couldn't find the show. LOL, thanks for the link. What do you mean you couldn't find the show? Uh, like button, casuals, hit it. Exactly right. Exactly right. Luis Capazo in the G Z. Morning, everyone. Check your subscription and notification. YouTube failed me this morning. Really? YouTube's been having some technical issues on the
1: on the back side.
0: Yeah, you for those of you don't know, YouTube made a major infrastructure update in the last three weeks. Um, like their new terms of service for us creators came out yesterday, and the way that they're gonna deliver shorts and Uh, Yeah, so YouTube has had some hiccups, but they're working on it. Yeah, the ink's not dry yet, exactly. Kenai Johnson, KJ, how the heck are you, dude? Hope you're doing well. Uh, Top of the morning, fellas, already smashed that like button. Let's go. Let's go. Ken Williams, the rancher, says, I'm not giving up on Bando. Uh, He does a lot of the little things, hustle plays. That's the interesting question. I I think Jared Vanderbilt's one of those guys for the Utah Jazz. For, For and like for instance, you have to look at the Phoenix Suns with Jared Vanderbilt yeah. because I think the Phoenix Suns would really like to add Jared Vanderbilt to their their squad mm-hmm. and I understand that he makes he's a great rim runner he's like a good instance, defender yeah he makes plays um but he is super limited offensively yeah I
1: I mean you know with all due respect Ken I'm shipping his ass out like you're not yeah. he's not a championship player he 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 is someone who is seven or eighth on a championship team at, at most. I think that he's young. I think he needs development. But I think that for the Jazz, he's valuable in, in a trade conversation. And, and that's just the reality of the situation. I don't hate the guy. I just think that his mechanics are wonky. I think his upper body is separated from his lower body, which is why the ball spins sideways when he shoots yeah, he's it. he's like, never just... going to
0: be a gifted three-point shooter. But, it but, will uh, never be easy. But here's
1: the thing, I, and I
0: agree with that,
1: but I but I think that he could develop into a serviceable corner three guy. He could, but that's going to take a lot of work, and the Jazz don't have that kind of time. But,
0: and I also think you can get similar production and similar output from an Ochai Baji. Yeah, because Ochai's already a, a really easy corner three guy.
1: Well, and the Vando the Vando apologists will say, well, but Ochai doesn't have Vando's length, and Vando has this great body. And it's like, yeah, he does. But but the thing is, is 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 Ochai is clearly going up and to the right. Ochai is clearly on a path where, hey, he just needs more minutes to get comfortable shooting the NBA three in an NBA building at NBA pace. And you see it pan out. And I think that, you know, you talk about hustle plays there, Ken. I think Ochai makes a lot of hustle plays. Dude is always in
0: yeah. an opportunistic position to rebound. But, but listen, Ochai Akbaji is what you need in the NBA. Yeah. Jared Vanderbilt, size and position, he should be a great power forward, but he's not. And I think you're up and to the right, meaning he's getting better. Yeah. With Ochai is true. I think Jared Vanderbilt is... I think he's going to improve. I just don't know. Is he anything better than a New Orleans Noel? Is he anything better than that type of player who's super limited? You know, and obviously they're not the same player or the same. I'd love to see. But you know what I mean. I would love to see
1: Vando at some point in his career turn into Grant Williams. That's what I would love to see. Grant oh, Williams. Come on now. Grant what? Grant Williams. Yeah, Grant Williams was not some great three-point shooter three years ago. You think Grant Williams was some amazing shooter? Grant Williams developed. Grant Williams became somebody that earned his minutes through knocking down the three. And what I'm saying is that, yeah, right now, right now, Vando's not a good three-point shooter. He should not be shooting the ball more than three times a game. But what I am saying is that there are enough people in the NBA, in this world, that can teach you how to shoot a basketball properly there's no excuse not to like. If Vando took the summer and paid lethal shooter, you really think that you wouldn't see a, a an increase in his shot? Well,
0: well I you would. Uh, I'll give you credit. Grant Williams has dramatically improved his three point shooting. Forty one point two percent. He was twenty five percent when he came in the league three years ago. You see what I mean, though? And like, he's shooting. He was shooting one a game. Now he's shooting four a game. So yeah, I I, I if Vando ever gets to Thirty consistently 32, 35% from three, it's over. He's, he's a really made. good player. He's good. Yeah. You know? yeah, But right now, he's not that guy, and I don't yeah. think the Jazz are going to invest in him as that guy. Uh, but that's just me. All of our Utah Jazz talk on the Monty Show presented by our good friends at Quick Quack Car Wash heading over to the uh, Quickity Quack today. Uh, we're actually not going to get rain or snow today here in Utah. Um, unfortunately, unfortunately. Uh, But yeah, we will not get rain or snow today. So going to head over to Quick Quack, get the car washed. I'll be in and out of there in five minutes. It is a great car wash. They're friendly people. Uh, You know, and frankly, the thing that I really like about Quick Quack Car Wash is that people can't stop checking me out.
1: Okay, guys, I'm going to tell you the secret to impressing my neighbors, the co workers, you name it. I just swing by Quick Quack. It seriously takes two minutes and people can't stop, won't stop checking me out. Getting a clean car is definitely my best life hack. Kids are messy,
0: camping's dirty, but my truck sure isn't. I mean, he ain't wrong. People can't stop, won't stop checking me out. And then you, I get my car washed and, and it gets even worse. Like I just, yeah. I mean, the line of, of, of Draper Hot Moms is out the... Mm-hmm, well, please. Down the street, you, you know, um, come on i worked in quick quack draper hot moms and can't stop won't stop all into the same that's, sentence that's and really i don't get take. any love for that's that a really good take. i don't i don't get any love it's for the draper milf take, bomb dude holy cow it is a good take man does the drape yes, drape yes, yes, yes. The, does the draper milf bomb ever get old on this Meow. program no no it doesn't no no it does not Draper moms you know anyway draper what a town <laughs> it is uh ken williams says nope i'm keeping him because that's uh just me i like him too okay. hey and that's cool that's cool okay brett robbins says all the cougars checking jake subio hey play the video let's go play the tape where is it no i'm not gonna play it why won't you uh, play because it because i am not going to condone you destroying zion national Park. listen look at you yeah. polluting are great open lands in the great state of Utah. It's probably different than what you're thinking, though. You hack. Uh, anyway, uh, Severe says, the thing about Vando is, I can find another player like him in the NBA. There will be a lot of Vandos that come in in the NBA. Yeah. And, and I think that's yeah. that's a thing. Like I, I think you can find guys who do what Vando does. Mm-hmm. And I, again, it's not an anti-Vando thing. It's uh, I want to win sooner than later, and Jared Vanderbilt's not a project I want to invest in.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: That, that that's all it is, yeah. you know. And and again, I, I look at this situation with the Suns, and I think that you know if the Suns make this deal, here's here's a question about the Suns: Should the Suns trade DeAndre? Because <laughs> yes. that's that. This is the brass tax of the Phoenix Suns. Yes, this is what we're talking about. And when you when you look at the Suns, and you look at where they are. They're in a a, a real tipping point here. Has the championship window closed on the Suns? No. I don't think it's closed. But are you going to be married to a guy like Cam Johnson? Or are you willing to give him up so that somebody will take DeAndre Ayton? The championship
1: window hasn't closed, but it's being held open with a a toothpick. You need to make a trade to solidify your championship window. And if you don't... That thing is going to slam shut and, you know, deadlock bolt close. Like, you're you are not going to, you can't afford to mess this up. And I'm, and I'm going to keep saying it. This whole, the, the sale of this team and Sarver and that whole conundrum really has put, you know, gasoline on a fire that was controlled. Uh, but burning, you know, the DeAndre Ayton situation has not been good. And I think the guy is is good. I think he's soft mentally, but he is a contributor. There's no question about it. Like you don't have yeah. to like him as a guy, but he's giving yeah. you. I think he gives averages like 23 a night or something like that. Like he he does work like so to me. Yeah, you do need to trade him. But the question
0: really is, who are you going to trade him to? Because I don't know who would help this. I think the Utah Jazz would love DeAndre Ayton. Yep. I, I think DeAndre Ayton would be a phenomenal fit in this system. I think DeAndre Ayton is a guy that needs a change of scenery. The one thing that scares me about DeAndre is that he is soft. He is mm-hmm. incredibly soft. And he the development piece for him is, one, he's not a gifted catcher of the basketball. He does not catch the basketball well or easily. Mm-hmm. He has improved. Um, but he does shoot the ball exceptionally well. He does run the floor exceptionally well, and he finishes at the rim really well. Yeah. So you like a lot of things that DeAndre does. He's never going to be the best defensive center in the NBA. Right. He's never going to be that guy. But he can defend the perimeter a little bit. He can he can move his feet a little bit. I like DeAndre Ayton a lot. The question is, you know, here in three days when DeAndre Ayton becomes eligible for trade, would would, they, would is that a trade the Utah Jazz would make? I don't know because I do think the the Chicago Bulls and the from what I was told yesterday by a guy that's not wrong very often on our NBA sourcing stuff that the Phoenix Suns w- would would really like the opportunity to move DeAndre Ayton and would consider taking Nikola Vucevic back in trade I want from it. the Chicago Bulls and I think the Bulls would covet DeAndre Ayton. there is no doubt about that mm-hmm. and you know the question is um, you know, and I'll, I I want to go back and look at that because I want to make sure I get it right. But when you start looking at, um, you know, you start looking at the deals that we're hearing about with the Phoenix Suns, and you start really looking at what DeAndre Ayton's value is. I think DeAndre Ayton has value around the NBA. I really do. And you look at that, you know, the 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 Suns, Timberwolves, and uh, Bulls that make a deal that would see Jay Crowder, Landry Shamet, and Kobe White wind up in Minneapolis, hey guys. the Bulls that end up um, with D'Angelo Russell, Jade McDaniels, and Bismack Biombo. And then you have the Phoenix Suns ending up with Nikola Vucevic and Alex Caruso or some form of that. Is that a better deal for the Suns than the deal that we talked about where they would end up with Beasley and Vando and Bogdan Bogdanovich from Atlanta, and the Suns would end up with John Collins and a contract filler. The Jazz. The Jazz, rather, would end up with John Collins and a contract filler and a first-round pick.
1: Yeah, no, I think, the, I think that deal, the, the John Collins deal with Atlanta, the three-teamer, would have worked out way better for the Suns than this deal. I am not a Vucevic guy out of Chicago. Uh,
0: all jokes it's aside. a terrible defender.
1: All jokes aside with Jeremy Bolton, I, I like Alex Caruso. I'd have him on my team. I, I, he's an intangibles guy. He He's a leadership guy.
0: But like he's, he does in Alex Caruso's highest, best use is on a really good roster because he does all the things really well to help superstars like Book and CP3. Um, he, he helps those guys dramatically improve. Mm-hmm. But the question is, how much fall off is there from Vucevic to Ayton. Now, here's the crazy thing. I don't think there's that much fall off. And especially for the Phoenix Suns, and here's why I say that, because DeAndre Aiton does not fit the culture of that locker room. DeAndre Ayton does not, in my opinion, want to play defense. Well, I'm getting the same thing in Vucevic, but I'm getting a high character culture guy. I'm getting a guy that is an elite pick-and-pop three-point shooter. And I think in this league, where the Suns are right now, I think there's a ton of value in that. It's just a matter of what are the sons going to have to give up? Because, you know, you have all these contracts floating around. The question is, if you're Minnesota, how are you not trying to get Cam Johnson in that deal? As injured as Cam Johnson has been, if you're giving up DLO, how are you not trying to get Cam Johnson in that deal? Mm-hmm. That's it. So yeah. I just, I look at a lot of these trades and I look at a lot of these conversations. And again, as I've said for For two weeks, my biggest concern is that Danny's asking too much. That's my biggest concern. And when I look at at the DeAndre Ayton trade, because if you go back and look at the Donovan Mitchell day, the day that Donovan Mitchell was traded, our sources were telling us, and later it was confirmed by just about every NBA insider, that the Utah Jazz and the Phoenix Suns were inches from making a DeAndre Ayton trade. Yeah, I mean, right there. And they didn't do it. And... I think it's because the Suns did not want to give up multiple first-round picks. Yeah. And frankly, again, the Suns own all of their draft capital. They're in really good position. That's why, again, I say they're going to make a deal. It's not will the Suns make a deal. James Jones is one of the best young GMs in this league. Yeah. James is going to make a deal. They've got to get the sale of this team figured out. Yeah. Because I think that's a huge part of this year.
1: Yeah, I mean, you just have to be able to move on emotionally from the Sarver stuff and every all the despicable things that he did, and like how the organization felt under his, you know, tutelage. Um, you know, it's just a, it's just one of those situations where you got to be able to move on from that. And so, to me, I, I I just the Suns the Suns are that team that should be better that are not they're not performing right now. So they, it's not a question of if it's when, and I hope the Jazz are part of that.
0: Yeah, I would agree with that. I think it's one of those things where you have to find a way, I guess the right way to say this is, you know, much like much like the Phoenix Suns, you have to find a way to make a trade. You have to find a way to hit the join button and become a member of the Monty Show, because frankly put, it's just the best way to live your life these days here in the great state of Utah. Now. Really good work, dude. I mean, are you kidding me right now? Can you, do um, you know, here on the Monty Show, you know that on a daily basis, we tell you, hey, we are the truth in Salt Lake City Sports Talk, and we absolutely are. What you get when you hit the join button, and I put the link in the comments section here on YouTube, go ahead and click that link. It's $9.99 a month. You get a, an exclusive video every single day right here on the Monty Show. You get exclusive insider information before anybody else right here on the Monty Show. On Instagram, you get access into our members-only group. You get me rapping Snoop Dogg, but you also get daily videos uploaded when the Jazz are playing, when NBA news happens in the NFL and college football. We're all in there. It is a great community of Monty's Show supporters that, you know, frankly, pick each other up. We were talking about, you know, Guys, hey, I'm I'm hiring over here. Hey, I know about a job over here. Like people that were looking for a job. Mm-hmm. Inspiration about, hey, what's your side hustle? What are you guys doing? How is that working for you? It's just a really strong community of supporters. So if you would consider joining the Monty Show, click the link in the comments or the join button on your uh, phone right now. And it's $9.99 a month. And hey, you also get access to all of our merch first. This March 10th, I cannot wait. We are this close to announcing our next special guest at our March 10th uh, birthday bash, because I'm yes. going to be 50 years old. Yes. You already know that BYU linebacker Max Tooley is going to join us here at Maverick Center. We, By the way, we broadcast every day at Maverick Center. You already know that Max Thule is going to join us for the birthday bash on March 10th. You're going to have exclusive access to meet him. Our good friend Chris Karn, who was the first member of the Monty Show, is the first one invited yes. uh, to the Maverick Center. So he'll get to hang out with Max Tooley and a Ute football player, We are this close, just trying to reconcile his schedule. We'll announce that as soon as we uh, get that on the books, but it's gonna be amazing. We're gonna have an amazing cake there. We're gonna have all kinds of great food. Oh, by the way, it is Utah Grizzlies hockey. Uh, So you'll get, obviously you're gonna get hockey. You're gonna bring your friends. It's gonna be amazing. And our membership is gonna have access to that first. So please go ahead and click the join button. And I think
1: the thing with the membership too, like if let's say that that, all that stuff he just talked about wasn't enough value, even though it's great value in my opinion. You know, I think that the biggest thing is, is getting more of a personalized experience. Like if you're someone who really loves the show, but would love to ask us questions. Like I haven't like three days ago, someone asked, Hey, like, how do you cut drops? I haven't forgot about that. We're going to do that video. Just haven't gotten to it yet. Cause we've been busy, but, um, but it's like, that's a perfect example. Like there, there. You can ask us like literally anything whether it's trades or whether it's superheroes or food or hey who's got job openings like it's a just a much more personalized thing and and i know it's 9.99 a month i know it's another subscription it's another netflix but i think the current members we have would tell you the chat on its own has brought a oh, ton yeah. of value it's to worth them.
0: it yeah the instagram members only chat is totally worth it. Yeah, it is. It is a lot, a lot of fun. So consider hitting the join button right here on the Monty show. The biggest stories in sports this fine here morning presented by our good friends at barbecue pit stop, bbq pit Again, make sure when you go to barbecue pit stop, you tell them you heard about it on the Monty show. We really appreciate you supporting our sponsors and the guys at barbecue pit stop are awesome. Uh, you can check out any of their five Utah locations, Layton, Uh, Logan, Layton, Lehigh, St. George and of course our good friends right across the street from the mall in Murray uh, on State Street. They're all just really good guys to do business with and it is amazing how many people send us pictures of the food that they're smoking. Mm -hmm. Um, I love that you guys went into barbecue Pit Stop. Do you realize that Monty Show listeners sold them out of Asado seasoning? Which is awesome. You can get it online by the way BBQPitStop.com Get the asado seasoning and then send us pictures of what you're smoking. Today is a great day to rock your smoker, by the way. So I'm telling you, yes. no more charcoal briquettes. Somebody said to me yesterday, oh, but the the flavor infusion of the charcoal briquette.
1: Talk to me about flavor infusion of dude, charcoal have briquettes. You made,
0: dude. Have you made a steak on cherry pellets? Dude, come on. Oh, my God. come on! It's amazing. I'm telling you, you only get that. Uh, with the guys at barbecue pit stop, bbqpitstop.com. Let's get some more of your comments in here. Hey, Alex Cooley joined the show. What's up, Alex Cooley? Let's go. Let's go. Get it done. Everybody, shout out Alex Cooley. Cooley, appreciate you joining the show, man. Thank you. Please DM me, SLC Jake on Instagram. I'll get you added to the chat. Appreciate that. Sean Carden says the question should be what value can the Jazz get for Jordan Clarkson? A first round pick, a young, an up and coming player. Well, you know, again, I I think um, Jordan Clarkson is worth a first round pick. Yeah, there's no doubt about that. And I think when you look at, um, you know, when you look at the, you look at the guys <laughs> like Phoenix. Excuse me. Uh, you look at the guys like Phoenix, and you start to understand that they have, um, you know, their 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 draft picks. They they have them all rounds 1 and 2 through, you know, just about every year into the future. They own all of their future draft picks. How crazy is that? Yeah. So, if you're the Phoenix Suns and you recognize that you have a championship caliber roster that needs tweaking, Jordan Clarkson's a great fit on your roster. If if Jordan Clarkson's coming off the bench instead of Cameron Payne, mm-hmm. how much better are the Phoenix Suns? Yeah. It's a big deal. But Danny's not just going to Simply do Jordan Clarkson for a first-round pick. I think they Danny Danny sees that there's potential there. I do believe that they they would take that they would take a serious look at a DeAndre Ayton deal. The only issue is DeAndre Ayton, his contract is substantial. You'll remember Indiana signed him to an offer sheet, mm-hmm. and the Suns immediately matched it. He's owed. Um, 35, you know, 30, 32, 34, and 35 million, $132 million over the yeah. next four years. Is that a lot of money for a for a power forward slash center? Of I, his offensive skill set, it's probably not.
1: Yeah, I mean, offensively, he's a beast. I, I, there's no doubt about it. He can do so much for you. And I think, again, it's a preference thing. That, that's the hard part here. Like, keep that in mind. This is all a, a, a preference, bias sort of conversation. Like, hey, I... I think DeAndre Ayton can work here, but I don't think he can work there. And another guy will tell you just the opposite. So to me, I don't think that's a lot of money for Ayton. I think that he's somebody that can come into your organization and make a big time difference. You look at the, yeah. the organizations and the teams that have a big, one big, I'm not talking about a ton of big, just one big who can start or come off the bench that can make that impact for you in 15 to 20 minutes a night. That's important to have. I know it's not a big man's league. I'm certainly not saying that you need to run your offense through a big. But what I am saying is that having one that can set screens, play the pick and roll, stop and pop three, like in Ayton's case, stop and pop mid-range. He's not really a three guy, but he is a mid-range guy. You know, so having that dynamic really opens up the floor. The comparison on this team I would use is Vando, actually. When I look at how defenses play the Jazz when Vando's on the floor, Vando's not a threat offensively. And that that allows, once again, defenses to play five on four against yes, the Utah Jazz. Exactly right. So DeAndre Ayton, that value is not just that he's a big and that he can set the screens, but it, he spaces the floor really, really well. And for him, I think personally, and this is really important to me, when I'm looking at guys... I think DeAndre Ayton understands that his next opportunity has to go really well. In yes. the locker room,
0: on the floor, he's gotta check the boxes. Well, and you know he's motivated in that way. And you know, I mean, this is a guy, listen, this is a guy that gives you 17 to 20 points a night. I think his career average is 10 rebounds a game. Yeah. I mean, that that has a lot of value here. And what it does is it locks Laurie Markkinen into the three, which I really like. In this team, they're wanting rebounders. DeAndre Ayton allows them to get out and run more. That's what I like about it. Obviously, the money is significant, mm-hmm. but if I'm Danny Ainge and I can make a deadline deal to get DeAndre Ayton, and I have to send them Vanderbilt and I have to send because if you if you look at the money that that deal would take, I think that that you know you're that's a lot, man. Like that is if you look at the 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 money that's in that deal. Mm-hmm. I mean, DeAndre on his own is a is a thirty million dollar player, right? So if you look at Phoenix, and if we're being honest, what are we getting from Phoenix right now? You're probably taking DeAndre Ayton, and there's a there's a pretty good chance that you're going to have to take a again a Dario Saric, right? Mm, yeah. So let's call that forty million dollars. Well, you're going to have to go then and look at your roster, and and what is it going to cost you? What is it going to cost you? to make that deal well my guess is it's going to cost you um malik beasley certainly at 15. right you're going to have to include malik beasley and jordan clarkson let's say well right there you're at 27 million and then who's the guy we told you that they were looking to trade talon horton tucker at 10 million Mm dollars there's a deal to be made there it's going to take two future first round picks to get that done it's going to take phoenix's first round pick now and Phoenix's first-round pick next year, Yeah. and DeAndre Ayton to get that deal done, and probably another player. And I would imagine there will be pick swaps in there. But I think if if I'm the Phoenix Suns, that, does that deal make me a better team? If I send out a Dario Saric, a power forward, and I send out DeAndre Ayton, a center, and I'm getting a, a Beasley, Clarkson, Vando in return... Yeah, you're better. Right. You're better. You're better. You're absolutely a, a better team. The problem is, I don't know that Vando's money makes that deal pop. Yeah. That's a problem. I think that deal works. If you are if you are Vando, Beasley, and, and THT, that deal probably works. But it, you're just going to have to figure... What is your motivation if you are the Suns? How motivated are you to make a trade? Well, NBA sources are telling us they're the busiest team in the in the in the trade market right yeah, now. Yeah,
1: I mean, I think they're incredibly motivated. I think you know what's happening in Los Angeles is motivating the front office in Phoenix, right? In 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 a, in a couple of different ways. Number one. When you have LeBron James coming out and and making the comments that he made about the fact that, you know, winning is, you know, the high standard and, you know, we and know what should be to, happening.
0: And he wants to end his career with the Lakers. Yeah, Did you guys see LeBron-y. that? LeBron, LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James said, I want to be a Laker for the rest of my career. Yeah. Well, good luck, Anthony Davis. Enjoy your next destination because they trade net A. Yeah. So That's so what me, that You means. know,
1: like if you're Phoenix, you know, okay. You know a couple of things and we can't skip over all of these. All of these are equally important, in my opinion. Number one, just like the point you made, you know that the Lakers are going to make moves, and you know that those moves are going to be big in the beginning because it's Anthony Davis, it's big money contracts, so you know that there are going to be some waves made out of Los Angeles. Number two, you know Los Angeles is going to get better. They're not going to be sitting here the way they're sitting here right now, which means the Western Conference is yet again going to
0: get deeper. And again, I've heard repeatedly that this trade deadline is going to define the future of Rob Polinka with the Lakers. If, yeah, if, hope they, so. if they don't have a productive trade deadline, I think Rob Polinka is going to be out of a job come summertime. Yeah, And I think that makes a lot of sense. I mean, he yeah, just has not been able to transform that roster yeah, and, and the and way it, that you would like.
1: And, and I think if you're, you're Phoenix, the front office in Phoenix, you also understand that You can't allow your organization to get into the same spot the Lakers are, and you can't erode that relationship with Devin Booker because he is on a longer-term deal right now. And again, as those deals start to tick and the time goes by and you start to watch, hey, a year from now I'm going to be a free agent, we know what happens in that window. We know conversations start happening between Book and other star players, and the chances of him coming back are
0: not nearly as good. So that's what I'm saying. you got to be aggressive here. Yep, Ken Williams uh says I ordered some stuff from Barbecue Pit Stop. Nice. What'd you get, man? What'd you get? Did you get some tongs? Did you get some tongs cuz every guy needs a tong for his wings yeah. and and stuff. And every <laughs> guy needs a tong <coughs> to spin uh his Papa Murphy's pizza on Football of 50 10 of the uh, hour every hour. Uh, See, I use tongs as a transition. Tongs and tongs and tongs and stuff. Uh, Football 50 presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. NYXL with with those meatballs on top of it. Get the meatball marinara, chop it up, put it on top of an NYXL. Life is good, but make sure you use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I love it, dude. Those, I I know I've waxed poetic as a fat ass about food on this show. Uh,
1: I thought you just said you wax poetic as a fat ass.
0: No, I said as a guy who's big boned. Okay, I never said fat ass. It. Sorry, man. I would bad. never speak in that. Yeah, kind it's a of little that, insensitive. You know? that, that insensitive obese type language. Yeah, you
1: can't do that. My bro. point
0: is, as a large human being, I know food. Right. And trust me when I tell you the meatball marinara is spectacular. Uh-huh. It is. I, I can't say it enough. It's on a limited time deal, and I'm telling you. Go and get it. You need to hook it up. It is up. worth it. Uh, Stick around. We're going to talk about dana white and his punishment coming up here in nine minutes wait until you hear what dana white said about him being punished yeah by espn in the ufc this will shock you we'll talk about that coming up here in uh nine minutes we'll get back to the jazz at 7 30 as well we kind of talked about this yesterday but before we get to the nfl did you guys see that lincoln riley is keeping alex grinch as his defensive coordinator right the reason I'm bringing this back around is there was a massive USC brawl on our channel yesterday in the comment section. <laughs>
1: Speaking, you, Speaking of Dana White, there was a fight in the comments.
0: Yeah, and I slapped you too. Yeah. Uh, probably shouldn't. Well, anyway, see what happened was the USC defense sucked this year, let's be honest. Ask Tulane. Um, but do you really think that Lincoln Riley's just gonna chill where he is? And do you really think one of the guys in the comments yesterday on the channel was like, oh, USC's irrelevant, first of all, I understand that you guys drink and you mix up every morning. From what I would, uh, in my mind, what I'm imagining right. is you have a large like bucket of like the one of those orange orange a bat. you know, a bat of like those Gatorade buckets, and you just pour the Gatorade mix right in there. Yeah. And then you get the tongs from Barbecue Pit Stop and you just mix that thing up. Right. Right. And you drink the Haterade all day. Well,
1: and and you douse yourself in it. You just like you know you you
0: pour yourself you know all over. You can't tell me that you think, A, that USC is really irrelevant. B, you cannot tell me you honestly believe that Lincoln Riley is going to have as bad a defense this coming season as he had this past season. No, hell no. He's going to get better. There's no doubt about that. Never mind he is the best transfer portal head coach in the country at Mm -hmm. this point. right? He had a, a pretty darn good recruiting class, number two. And number three, they're going to get better every single day in the offseason. That's who Lincoln Riley's been his entire, entire career. You look at the guys coming into USC and you look at the way he recruited, their defense is going to be better. So I'm curious, when you look, if I said to you today, it's January 12th, totally get it. Who's winning the the, the, the Pac twelve next year? Well, you had to say USC. I think I, USC I, I and think, Utah have to be the favorites. I mean,
1: I think with all due respect to Utah, I think the problem they face, or the not the problem, but like the uphill battle you face is recruiting. I think that that, you know, everyone was so excited that Cam was coming back and oh my god, we're going at it again. But what we can't forget is Cam is going to miss games early in the season. It's going to happen because of the recovery time and and I don't want him rushing back on a bad knee. That doesn't help anybody. It and doesn't. For me, I, I look at this Utes roster as far as Pac-12 championship aspirations are concerned, and I do think you need someone that can band-aid that offense for
0: the first couple I'm, of weeks. I'm telling you now, if, there, if, 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 if you're in the business of discounting Kyle Whittingham, mm-hmm. I'm telling you now, you're making a mistake. I think they're going to contend. Obviously, Oregon's going to be good. I think USC is going to be the class of the Pac-12 next like year. Oregon,
1: Oregon and Washington. I'm tired of hearing about Oregon
0: and Washington. They're good
1: teams. They're good teams. They're top of the table Pac-12 teams. But they don't deserve to be in the the championship conversation until you show me that you can beat Utah and USC on a on a you know I'm not going to say a regular basis, but but on a enough of a basis that I can say okay you know we're 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 up in in oregon country and we think you're going to win that game
0: against sc i don't trust either of those two programs to win that game programs uh i you know it is what it is it it, it is what it is you know i just think i think usc is going to be better i truly do i just i do uh sean mirzinski what's up I said yesterday. I'll say it again. The defense was bad. He took over. I'm willing to give him another year. They went into the portal and got some very good players yesterday. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. And that's who Lincoln is. So I just wanted to bring that back around. And again, again, before we leave this, it was year one. This was year one of Lincoln. Year one, and the guy was, they were, do you understand that year one, and they're poised to be in the college football playoff? oh they will be in the come college on football playoff right? well they were right there until yeah. utah kicked them right in the bag yeah right but they were right there yeah come on dude please yes yes boyd late good morning boyd how are you uh usc is going to be good no doubt there's just no doubt about it yeah they're going to be good they're going to be good by the way um did you guys see utah tech yesterday utah tech made this new conference you know, in order to really elevate themselves, get them up into bowl contention, like major Mm -hmm. bowl contention. Mm -hmm. The sleeping giant in the state of Utah is Utah Tech, but guess who else is in that new conference? Jackson State. Huh, wonder how that happened, Dion. Yeah, just saying. I'm the only one that believes Utah Tech is a sleeping giant, and I'll continue to call them that. Yeah, and you're the only one that's dumb, fat ass. I get it. Look, I totally get it. You don't have to believe You don't have to believe I'm better looking than you. I'm smarter than you in Utah, Texas. What happened to the music, man? Is that the Monty ghost again? You know. Uh, Cam Harrison, good morning to you. What's up? The mayor of Monty bro, Town Cam has Harrison, arrived. Cam Harrison, bro, you, you got to jump in the
1: membership, bro. You have to. By the way, Jeremy Severe just DM'd me on Instagram and said he joined last night. So, congratulations. Jeremy Severe
0: joined last night. Yeah. yeah. You flippin' stud, Severe. Yeah. I love that guy. Appreciate you guys being here. Um, New York Jets offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. Somehow, and I know this is crazy. Again, maybe we can ask the Ghost of Monty show somehow at the exact same moment the new york jets and their offensive coordinator decided you know what i'm not i don't want to be here no more well that's funny because we don't want you here no more man oh. <laughs> mike lafleur and the new york jets mike. mutually agreed to part company oh you mean zach's mom hates mike lafleur yes Yes. I'm going to say that Zachy Poo being a bust is why Mike LaFleur is going to go looking for a new job. Yeah. How much do you think that that Zach Wilson being a bust got Mike LaFleur fired?
1: I think that it's a combination. I think that, that Mike obviously, you know, they didn't like what he was calling, but Zach sucking didn't help. And I think that the issue is, and again, this is what we always come back to, Mike White looked real nice. So Mike and Mike... Looked real nice, right? Mike and Zach. The show, too, Mike and Mike? Didn't really do well. That was a great show. Um, you know, it just is what it is, dude. Anytime you got a busted quarterback, it just
0: kills the organization. I agree. I totally agree. Listen, and, and I'm just telling you now, quarterbacks get you fired. And so I just I just ask myself if you're the Dallas Cowboys this morning. How much faith should you have that Dak can go down to Tampa and win you a game? None. None. You don't think there's any chance?
1: Oh, I think they have a chance to win the game. You're asking me if I have faith. No,
0: I don't have any faith. Okay. And I'll also point this out, by the way, that if you are not trying the meatball marinara or an XLNY pizza at Papa Murphy's, you're a dope. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal.
1: Which means I make more great pizza.
0: Like our 9.99 XLNY pizza. It's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. And when you order at PapaMurphy's.com, by the way, download the Papa Murphy's mobile app. It's so easy to use. We're all on our phones like all the time. Isn't it amazing? It is. Who are you DMing, man? I'm adding people to the group. Why are you talking to a hose at 7 o'clock in the morning on the Monty Show? Uh, make sure you use the promo code MONTY25. Monty25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. And if you do not get the meatball marinara, I'm telling you, the next person who sends me a picture of them eating the meatball marinara, I will give you free Papa Murphy's Pizza. Okay. I'll do it. I want to espouse the greatness of the meatball marinara. It's amazing,
1: dude. (laughs) Like I'm telling you, it's amazing. It's so good. It's so easy to make. Uh, and it goes great. Like if you have kids bomb, perfect choice, perfect choice. It is incredible. All you gotta do is pop it in the oven at 425 for 30 minutes and you're good to go. The cheese
0: melts inside the meatball. Yeah, dude. I'm I'm just talking about it. It just moved. It just moved. I'm telling it melts inside the meatball. Mm. Seven o'clock on the Monty show presented by the advocates, theadvocates.com, The best attorneys in the business. I got so much sleep last night. Wasn't it amazing? <laughs> so so we go to the Jazz game, you know. No, with- what happened? What really happened? Austin Napierski kept us out. We went to the club. We poured some quivassier. Covasse. You know, we had to go and get, we had to drive all the way down to, to St. Jeezy to get the, you know, late night, Jack in the box tacos, like Man, dude, Austin I would Napierski. Smash Jack. You should have seen the line of them chicks at the club for Austin Napierski. Man, they were lined up. Mm-hmm. His boy was having to like fight off the chicks for Austin. His girlfriend almost came out and punched some people in the face. I mean, it was a ma- that never happened? It That's
1: didn't. It's true. totally it's lie. It's just totally. The point fabricated. is, I went
0: to bed. I laid down in bed last night. Are you guys ready for this? Mm-hmm. The Bulls game ended. <laughs> They lost. Duh. Uh, laid down in bed last night at seven forty-five. Fell asleep around eight thirty, and it was awesome.
1: So wait, 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 let me. I'm just trying to get this time right in my head. You laid down at seven forty-five, but then you fell asleep at eight thirty.
0: Yeah, because I was prepping. I was reading articles. I was. Oh, watching. that's what we're calling it. I was watching Dana. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I didn't have a shirt on, so and no socks either. By the way. Uh, So, you know, you know, we're, we're prepping for the show. Like it's just a show prep. Yeah. It's the show prep. Please. Yeah. So my my wife is downstairs on like a failed zoom call with her brother and sister. They do these these zoom calls occasionally. Quarterly meetups. You know? Um, and so I'm upstairs like laying in bed without a shirt on and I'm like (laughs) reading, listening to Dana White and like reading articles about mortgage rates and all this stuff. Right. And, dude, I, I fell asleep, and I woke up. It was 8.37. I was like, dude, it's over. Put the phone on the charger. Like, I have the charger on my nightstand, <laughs> unlike some of these idiots that I know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and went to sleep. Woke up at 11. Me and nighttime P guy had some business to handle. <clears throat> and then I it, I it was amazing. Like, I just went back to sleep. Woke up at 3.35. Yeah. Ready to run through a freaking wall. Uh, I mean, just run It's amazing run what through a six hours will do for I, you. I feel like i feel like and my watch says i slept for seven hours and i think it was seven hours and ten minutes or whatever bomb i have i have i'm my dude i am ready i'm kicking somebody's ass today Do right? you I'll even You know uh louis capazzo says love them jack taco sure i'm glad we have a jack here we're getting one we're i think syracuse is the first one we're getting. Uh, Boyd Lake says, no TDs in three games got Lafleur fired. Bottom dwelling O-line play. Running game and QB play got OCs fired. You ain't wrong. Yeah. You ain't wrong. You know. Let's see. Uh, Cam Harrison says, it's in the works that I'm joining. Just been super busy with work. Listen, listen. listen. We understand. I I want you guys to understand, those who have joined are morally superior. Those who have not, we understand who you are as a person. Sorry if
1: you're offended by
0: that. You're a terrible person. We get it. That's right, You know, it's not personal. Well, it is kind of personal. Well, okay, that was probably a misspeak. But How about the fact that we just said if you don't have a Monty Show membership your moral compass is bankrupt. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to me. If you don't have a moral compass, you're...
1: Morals with Uncle Monty on it's... the New Skin Radio Network.
0: Uh, by the way, um, if you don't have a Monty Show membership, your moral compass points directly to hell. Hell! <laughs> I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm totally kidding. Uh, all right. The Monty Show presented by The Advocates. Theadvocates.com. Simply put, the best injury attorneys in the business... If you get in a car accident, a motorcycle accident, if you have workman's comp issues, if you have social security issues, when you need somebody to fight for you, you go to theadvocates.com. And I, I can only say I've known Matt Triggs and the guys at The Advocates for over 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And they are just so passionate about their clients. And I know that sounds cliche, or but it's true. You, you talk to an attorney at The Advocates. And by the way, you're not gonna pay a consultation fee You're not going to pay a retainer it costs you absolutely nothing to reach out to the advocates you do not pay them a penny until they win your case that's how confident they are that they can they can represent you and get you what you deserve yes right but you you talk to them and you just realize how passionate they are about their clients because they know if you come to the advocates after you've been in a car accident it's it's likely one of the worst days of your life Let's be honest about it. Think about and if you've never gotten in an accident, think about it this way. Put in your head, what would it feel like if your car is totaled and God forbid you have an injury you can't work, you're like you just you're on an island cuz your insurance company's not in a hurry to call you back. Your insurance company's not going to fight to make sure that you get all of the money that is deserved. They're not going to help you defer medical bills. They're going to ask you to continue to make your insurance premiums. Whereas at The Advocates, they're going to fight for you to make sure that your insurance company or the person's insurance who hits you pays you what you deserve. Absolutely, you should go to The Advocates. And I'm, uh, again, if you're asking yourself, do I need an attorney? Yeah, you do. The answer is yes. If you have to contemplate if you need an attorney, the answer is yes. Exactly right. Theadvocates.com. Ken Williams, LOL, shaming people Monty has sold himself. Well, you know, hey, you start talking shit. And just look at your moral compass if you're not a member. Anyway, um, I want to go back to this right here. Are mm-hmm. Jack Tacos really good? Oh yeah,
1: are my, they though? It's a must have for me. Yeah, big fan. They taste good. And by the way, the the small taco box bomb. Oh my, the mini dude, the box the mini of mini tacos, tacos oh, bomb, dude.
0: bomb, dude. Bomb, dude. I'm telling you, uh, Ken Williams says the best pizza they have is the Chicago one. It's so yummy. Yes, it is. There's nothing bad about Papa Murphy's. Uh, definitely getting Papa Murphy's this weekend. The uh, Papa Murphy's app is super user friendly. That's what I'm saying, so Ken. Easy. Like,
1: I mean, it's it's so easy. You just jump on that thing. You 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 order in the morning, set your time, and you know, okay, four o'clock's rolling around, and Monday Night Football starts at six. Or the playoff game, wildcard weekend starts at noon or whatever the hell time it starts this weekend. I'm good to go. I'm gonna I'm gonna turn that smoker on before I leave. I'm gonna run over to the store, come back, pop it on. We're good to go, man. We're good to it's go, that bro, easy, dude.
0: That's what I'm saying. Papa Murphy's. Download the app. Use the promo code Monty25. Okay, let's get to the stain of white conversation because I think this it's time is to throw down, throwing down. Uh, I think this is an incredibly compelling conversation, and I'm curious what you guys think. You know the story. Dana White uh, was involved in a domestic violence incident with his wife in Mexico over the holidays. He is seen on video in Mexico mm-hmm. slapping his wife. Yes, she hit him first. It doesn't matter. It does not matter. Dana White has said that. It doesn't matter what my wife does. I had no business raising my hand to my wife. Yeah, He has said it doesn't matter, Thanks. and I totally agree with that. Um, But Dana White said something yesterday that was really, really, and the word that keeps coming to mind is it's really compelling because is Dana White correct about this kind of punishment? We've had plenty of discussions internally with Ari, ESPN. Nobody's happy. Nobody's happy about this. You know, neither am I. Um, But it happened. And and, and I have to deal with it. And, And what is my punishment? Here's my punishment. I gotta walk around for however long I live. Is it ten point four years or is it another twenty-five years? And I gotta and I and I gotta this is this is how I'm labeled now. My other punishment is that, you know, I'm sure a lot of people, whether it be media, fighters, friends, acquaintances who had respect for me might not have respect for me now. I mean there, there's a lot of things that I'm going to have to deal with for the rest of my life that are way more of a punishment than what I take a 30 day, 60 day absence that does. That's not a punishment to me. The punishment is that I did it and and now I have to deal with it. Now, number one, the thing that really bothers me there is what did he not say? Mm -hmm. What did he not say? He not one time mentioned his wife or that, Hey, the punishment is that I have to deal with, you know, I wake up every day and I look at my wife and I realize what I've done to her. He never said that. That really stuck out to, stuck out to me. But and I know you're passionate about this, Jake. Mm-hmm. But I I actually think he's right on. Yeah. If the UFC fires Dana White, is that punishing Dana White or is that punishing the UFC and its fighters?
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think that you know. So if we break this down from a business sense, it's punishing the whole organization, which would include the fighters, which would include just everybody involved, because Dana White does in fact do a phenomenal job at what he does right like it's not uncouth or bad to say the guy's really good at what he does no no doubt I, I I think the trouble is is that the UFC is not yet big enough the way like the NFL let's say is big enough to where if you you know smack your wife on tape you have to have an automatic suspension. You have to have have these certain things that just have to play out. And then we can talk about you doing this again. But again, on the other side, in the NFL, when an executive does something, we don't really hear about it. They just disappear for three months and then they come back, right? So it's a little different that way. But the point is, is that the UFC is this smaller. I'm not saying the UFC is small, but when you compare the UFC to the core four, it's small. So the UFC is in a position where, hey, Dana White's been the face of our organization for forever. He is the name that you associate with the UFC. And he does run everything. And yeah, he is damn good at it. Yes, and he is. I do agree with Dana in this sense that hey, put like putting me on a leave of absence, it doesn't it doesn't hurt me because because I have more money than I need, right? And 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 it just doesn't hurt me. Like he's right. It hurts the UFC. I do agree also with what he said that I have to live with this the rest of my life. But what I disagree with is that that somehow is the punishment, right? Living with your actions is just the fact of life. Hey, you were speeding. You got a ticket. Well, I got to live with that now. Like, that's just life, dude. That's not like some... That's not like, hey, you were punished so severely, and now you've learned your lesson. You well, know what yeah. I mean? Like
0: yeah, there's a, absolutely. There's I like know a middle ground. But I think that the, here's what I give Dana White credit for. He owned this completely. He's never once tried to spin this. He's never once said, hey, you." no, he said I was wrong. I should never have hit my wife. He has said that I have admitted complete and total guilt, taking total responsibility for my, my actions. He has absolutely done that. He's talked about how, you know, that that him and his wife have had really good introspective conversations out of this. I totally get that. But we'll never get away from that videotape. That's the problem. And I think in a league where you've had criminality, where you've had drug abuse, where you've had you, your greatest fighter ever arguably and John Jones like running from the cops. Yeah. Connor McGregor, you know, throwing this barricade through a window, punching somebody in a bar. Like, you just can't have this. And at what point does the UFC take a step away from violence outside of the octagon? I don't know what that is because they're not doing that here. Right. And again, it just strikes me that Dana never said, well, you know, I got to look at my, I can't imagine how I would feel if I were Dana White. And to your point and to Dana's point, The public humiliation is a significant punishment. But Ray Rice never worked again. You look at some of the other domestic violence people, they've never worked
1: again. But what was the difference? And I think this is crucial to the conversation. What was the difference between, let's use Ray Rice, right? The difference was he's a player. He's an employee, if you will. He's not upper management running things. And I think that's a really important distinction. When you're upper management, there's a higher level of accountability that should be taking place that clearly is not taking place here. The reason it's not taking place brings me right back to, hey, the UFC is smaller. The UFC knows who it plays to. The UFC isn't playing to the housewife in New Jersey. That's right.
0: The UFC is playing to men who empathize with dana they're playing to men that are essentially 18 to 49 years old would be my guess yeah and they are playing to men who really like the high testosterone knock him the f out that's is you know doing
1: to. here which i i think it's low-key but it's it's if you're him I, I don't know what else you would be doing i think it's kind of smart if you're in dana's shoes but like he's he's playing the Hey, yeah, I just, I did wrong by my wife and, and I'm the husband and I got to fix this type deal. Like he's low key playing that card. And I he think is. that resonates with a lot of dudes out there. And and I think that Dana is a master and commander at fixing PR issues. And he's yep. doing that
0: here. Yep. Uh, Ken Williams says, never hit a woman, no matter what, walk away, dude, always. And he is, he has said that absolutely. Uh, self-defined punishments are never enough. I, and that's the trouble. See, that's, that is that's what trouble. I agree with, Boyd. Like,
1: Like, what is, I think it's financial. You have to hurt him financially
0: well, for he, it to be proper. He is not just the president of the UFC. He is a significant shareholder in the UFC. Like, he is. It's his whole world. I mean, he runs the, the MMA world. I mean, he is much more than just an employee. And I think you have to keep that in mind. Boyd says, didn't say, I'm sorry. No, he didn't. Salty drunk, good morning to you. Salty's a member of the show. How do you know he hasn't had that conversation with his wife? Oh, I, I'm sure he has, but that's not the point. You, it doesn't matter what he's done behind the scenes. Right now, he's in a PR fight for his life. Yeah. And if Dana White had stood up on that dais yesterday during this press conference and said, yeah, you know, I looked my wife in the face and it was really painful for me. And we cried together and we, like, we, when he slapped his wife hard, dude. like, this was no, like, just, hey, you slapped me, I'm going to put my arm out to stop. He full on slapped her. Yeah, he dropped her. And it's, I, I want to hear Dana White say, you know, I, I looked at my wife and, you know, I talked to my wife and it was really painful and... I can't believe I did that and the, the worst punishment I have is now for the rest of my life, I, I have to live with the fact that I hurt my wife and we talked about that and I have to look her in the face every day knowing what I've done. I almost would be like, okay, yeah, that's that's the punishment you get. By the way, you're fined a million dollars and suspended for 30 days. That's what I would have done. Yeah. That's what I would have done. And you can't tell me the the UFC world stops spinning for 30 days. Uh, Salty also says people make mistakes uh and own them, true. Um and he says I have a case of 4X gold and 6 Papa Murphy's pizzas. Well, but my man, here's here's the problem. Where's you owe me a case of 4X yeah, gold that you've never paid off?
1: Yeah, dude, you're kind of on the duck season vibe right now with the 4X gold, you know? Like You're on the
0: duck season vibe. Yeah, I vibe. mean you
1: haven't you haven't, you know, you haven't come through with the, you know, with the beer. You know, you haven't you haven't got that international drop shipping package sent out. You know, like that's what I'm talking about.
0: The international drop shipping. Come on now. What? Come on now. What? Where did you pull drop shipping? I don't know. Where do you you
1: pull Snoop Dogg at 530 in the morning? I don't know. That's because I'm talented. Uh,
0: Dallin says uh, speeding. I feel like is just a few uh, dry. You get a ticket every once in a while and then you pay it. Are you going to speed later? Probably. Yeah. Dallin says, can Dana White be fired? Doesn't he own the UFC? He well, it was sold, but he is a significant stakeholder in the UFC. But
1: again, they're not, there's no incentive for them to fire him. The the conversation isn't firing him with all due respect. It, it, and that's what you have to understand about this. This is different than, you know, baseball or basketball or football. Like this is not, this is not a core four, with no. all due respect to the UFC. The UFC is a niche sport. That is huge in its niche and dominates that particular category. But the problem is, is it's incestuous, right? You have one guy who's the face of the whole thing that runs everything, that makes everything go. It would be like taking the gas out of a car. They yeah. would have to figure out how we,
0: would you know, how we would move forward without Dana White. That's a big thing. Yeah, Severe says uh, leadership spurs culture. What the... Uh Dana White's situation reveals that there is culture issues about being a good citizen at the UFC. Well, and the other wow. thing this does yeah. is what's going to happen the next time a UFC fighter hits his wife? Mhm. Are you going to cut him? Well, how can you cut him? You didn't cut Dana White. You're you're telling fighters in the UFC you're not going to get fired if you hit your wife if you're involved in domestic violence. That's that's what you're saying. Uh Josh Lovren says hurting financial hurting him financially would hurt the UFC, wouldn't it? Mhm.
1: Mm different but like different but in a different sense like if you think about it operationally speaking putting him on a 30 day leave maybe and maybe hey it maybe maybe it's a thing where publicly you put him on a 30 day leave but behind the scenes he's still running things maybe i, I don't know but my point is is that dana dana is not wrong about what he said yesterday but also dana can't be allowed to sit up there and say that and have no punishment correct
0: correct and while you guys are hitting the like button right now um, give us a thumbs up. That would be amazing. Um, you know, I think it's it is it is really interesting to me that this is who we are as a sports fan now. There's a lot of people who don't believe that Dana White did anything wrong because his wife hit him first, and I'm just telling you that's not correct. It's not. And this this idea that somehow this is a matter of equality that's not what this is that's not what this is you have to a dana white's got to understand who he is and where he is yeah his wife is responsible for her her behavior drunk or sober she should have some accountability and i i am certain inside of their marriage she does but here's the issue she's not the president of the ufc Mm -hmm. she's not a public figure who's being held to a higher standard Well, neither is Dana White because he's a public figure not being held to a higher standard. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. And again, I go to Bob Iger and Disney. How does this play for Disney? Facts. One of your incredibly important partners at ESPN. Remember, ESPN TV, ESPN.com, ESPN The App, and ESPN Plus all carry massive amounts of UFC programming. Mm Mm-hmm. It's a huge deal. This is a huge, huge deal. You know, I I just, it's huge. Alex Cooley, sure, walk away, but to say there's never a reason, come on. There's never a reason to put your hands on a woman. There's not. And listen, if she's got a gun pointed at your head, okay, do what you got to do. She slapped him in a bar in Mexico. You're really telling me he needed to slap her back? And you're telling me he needed to haul off and slap her to the point where she fell to the ground. Come on. Come on. Be that's better. not who we are as men. That's, Be better now. I'm telling you, that's not who we are as men. And I don't know what it would take for my for me to hit my wife. I can't imagine a scenario. I, I, I don't want to imagine a scenario. I can tell you unequivocally, and we have had some arguments, just the same as every couple has arguments. I've never, ever contemplated violence of any kind,
2: mm-hmm.
0: of any kind. I, I just don't believe in it. You know, I just, I just don't believe in that. Um, you know, so for me, I just, yeah, it's not, it's not what I do. Uh, Troy Cushing says, "You tell him, Jake, drop ship that forex gold. Save the rap for Snoop." Back your shit. Let's go. Love you, Mont. Well, I, I'm a better rapper than Snoop Dogg. If you're in the member uh, chat on Instagram, you know that. <laughs> you know. Dallin <laughs> Sproul says, 30 days of no coming into the office. Stay home, Dana. Don't pay him for thirty days." I don't. I don't know. Fine him thirty days of salary if that's the way you feel about it. You know, uh, Fat Jesus says you're telling me he doesn't have executives close to his role that could give uh, interim control to. How much damage could that person do in thirty days? That's my point. And what I'm saying is, find the guy thirty days of pay. If you're so worried about the void he would leave, find him thirty days of pay. Yeah, that's, you can't but that's my do point. Yeah. nothing.
1: Yeah, that's my point. Like so. Again, Dana White is right with what he said there, but also Dana White can't be allowed to sit up there and define what his per- punishment is. It's not up to Dana White. It's up to the owners. It's up to the people who who are in you know controlling position of the business. That's just the reality of the situation. And the real problem is if we really want to get to the balls of this conversation, the people who are in control of the UFC are unknown to the world. Right. Correct. Like if I said to Jimmy down the street, hey, do you know do you know who owns the UFC? Like, do you know like who has the controlling interest? Well, Dana White. No, not Dana White. Although he is he does have a big share. I'm pretty confident. I can we can go and research it, but I'm pretty sure that there is a controlling interest that owns fifty one percent. And whoever that person is. Needs to do something about this and the problem is and my fear is is nothing will be done because again What do we see play out here? Okay, the event happens a TMZ tape comes out at world's outrage great Then like a week 10 days goes by Nothing happens Then I can't remember who it was, but he got a letter sent to him or to the UFC Saying hey, you're not doing anything about about Dana White. Let's get it going here. Let's move it along well, and now Dana's up on a dais talking about his punishment and how leaving doesn't really punish him. Well, unfortunately, that's not up to you, Dana. I don't disagree with you, Dana, but it's not up to you. That's the issue.
0: Yeah, I think it's incredibly interesting, the parallel of this WWE sale um, as compared to this situation with the UFC. Did you guys see that the WWE basically has been sold to the Saudis? And it's simply just putting the ink on the paper now. And what's really interesting is, look at Vince McMahon came back. And he is, I mean, if we're ranking detestable human beings, he's far, far, far further up the list mm-hmm. compared to Dana White. But nobody's talking about that with the, with the WWE. Yet here we are talking about Dana White. And I agree that Dana White should be held to a higher standard because he runs a professional sports league. If Roger Goodell slapped his wife. On tape. If Adam Silver slapped his wife. If but, Gary Bettman slapped his wife. But think about it. What's the difference there,
1: though? And I think this is crucial. It's the NFL. Yeah. It's the biggest sporting organization on the planet. Right? It's Roger Goodell, the commissioner. He's never... Dude, if Roger Goodell... Dude, if a tape surfaced of Roger Goodell... Um, participating in domestic violence in his marriage. Dude, that, I mean that, that I I don't even know like, it may take a month to get Buddy fired, but he would be fired. There's yeah. no doubt about it. And so to me I, that's why I say this isn't a complex issue and, and I'm not really here for, you know, Alex, I love you bro and all these people talking about how like, hey, she hit him first and this is ridiculous. Like, I'm not here for that, dude. The reality is, he hit his wife. You're not getting away from it. And yeah. And he wants to live in a world where he gets to self-define his punishment. And I'm telling you, that's inappropriate. And and while he's not wrong, he should be punished. And the punishment should be a 30-day salary fine, if not a million dollars, in my opinion. And he should be gone for at least 30 days,
0: if not 60 days, in my opinion. Brett Robbins, how do you know she wasn't coming for his eyes on the next attack? Who cares? Who cares about the next attack? We're not in the business of wondering or guessing or forecasting you know mrs dana white's next attack i care about what i saw on the video in mexico i don't understand this obsession with well what if she or look at her i'm not talking about her i'm talking about the president of the ufc who makes millions of dollars to run a sports league on tape slapping a woman in a bar in mexico over the holidays Mm -hmm. it it does not matter what she did and until you conform to that and understand that, you're always gonna wanna say, hey, you know, it's like this idea that, you know, so many people in, in the YouTube comments yesterday were like, women want equal rights. Well, he gave her equal rights. No, he didn't. What he did is he, he domestically abused his wife. Mm-hmm. That's what he did. And I, I don't understand why we can't come around to the fact that look at Dana White's size. Do you understand? Look at his build. Like, why would you, and this is what's always baffled me. Man.
1: This is what's always baffled me with all due respect to Brett. You don't put your hands on a woman. Why are we interested in having a conversation about equal, equal rights with women when it comes to physicality? It's so, with all due respect, I love the women in my life. With all due respect, if I punch you in the face, you're getting dropped. It's just, it's it's a, it's a, it's a, bio, like a physical, biological, hey, men are built in a different way than women. So we're really going to sit here and talk about how, how, oh, well, women want equal rights and she got equal. Like, that's one of the most asinine things I've ever heard. Like, what happened to, to, to class in men? What happened to, like being a, a a polished individual somebody who I don't know doesn't get drunk to the point in a in a in in Mexico and feels like it's okay to beat on your wife like I just don't understand
0: why why that's cool and why yeah, do you guys and, want to point and that the idea out. of and and the idea of she got put in her place is it's it's insulting that is like just, what do you mean put in her place that's barbaric do dude. you understand like, like Do
1: you have no, again, with all due respect, because I don't like tearing people down, I'm not trying to do that, but this gets me going a little bit. Do you have no sense of, hey, I have to be the bigger person here? My wife slapped me, and yeah, that didn't really hurt too much, did it? That didn't really, That I'm not really feeling that
0: tomorrow. But you know what? She is. There comes a higher level of responsibility. Yeah. Dude, like, when in- you are the president of the UFC, it doesn't matter if a guy walked up behind you and punched you in the face. It doesn't matter. The president of the UFC in a bar brawl in Mexico—that's not. It's a bad look. Yeah. It's a bad look. Yeah. All right, uh, Dustin Mercer, the newest member of the Monty Show clan. What's up, everybody? Welcome, Dustin, as a member What's of up, the Dustin? show. Dustin, good to see you. You now have access to our exclusive members only video that we post every day. Uh, You now have access to our exclusive Monty member only chat on Instagram. Make sure you DM Jake, S-L-C, Jake at Instagram. Follow him, he's got like three followers on Instagram. He really, somebody needs to follow Jake on Instagram. I am the gatekeeper of the group, okay? He is the gatekeeper of the group. Hook it up, S-L-C, Jake. Uh, on Instagram. And again, if you, if, you haven't joined the, uh, if you haven't joined the group, make sure you do that. Uh, I just put that link right there in the chat. It's $9.99 a month. It gets you access to the Instagram chat. Obviously exclusive content, but it also gets you things like first access to our exclusive merch. Um, working on working on some really cool merch right now. Can't wait to drop that. Uh, by the way, did you guys now know that um, our friends at uh, YouTube offer a merch store? It's coming,
1: people, I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm
0: telling you, it's coming. So we have a lot going on. We have this March 10th birthday bash. I'm going to be 50 on February 19th. March 10th, we're having a birthday bash right here at uh, Maverick Center. Cannot wait. We are so close to announcing the newest guest that's going to join us all at that event. Yes. Members will know about it first. Members will get invited first. It's going to be an amazing night. Make sure that you hit the join button. Uh, as Dustin Mercer did. Dustin, appreciate you very much. Let's finish up this Dana White conversation real quick. Salty Drunk says, calm down, Jake. It's a conversation, not a dictatorship.
1: Yeah, well, here's the difference, dude. Here's the difference. I, I have a pretty strong belief based on the stuff that I see in our world on pretty much a daily basis that that men don't men have lost sight of the responsibility we have in the world, meaning... It doesn't matter in a, It doesn't matter if a female hits you, dude. Yeah, it just, just
0: doesn't matter, man. And like, listen, that's my opinion, and I I agree to a certain extent. I'm not telling you how to live your life. I am not trying to dictate what morals are. I was joking about moral compasses and whatnot. I was totally kidding. Your moral compass is yours. What you feel like is right is knock yourself out. I don't in my in my life, and in my code i will never put my hands on a woman i just won't do it yeah i i I, violence in in relationships is never going to end well
1: how different does this tape look if dana white's wife hit him and he reacted properly if he hadn't hit her back if he had you know just walked away what would tmz probably would have put out an article or something saying Oh, well, Dana White's wife doesn't like him or something or some dramatic, whatever. You know what I mean? Like there would have been some, some story on how they have issues in their marriage. Dana wouldn't be sitting up on a dais talking about abusing his wife and he'd be able to sleep at night. And that's what I'm saying. As men, we have to make better decisions. It's the conversation isn't about, Hey, she hit him first and he hits her back and he put her in her like. It, that's just such a childish take, in my opinion. With all due respect, like it's not about that. Now you're, you're probably going to go to the extreme, and you're going to say, "Well, if some woman had a baseball bat and hit you, what would you do?" It's like, okay, cool, dude. That's obviously a little bit different. Obviously, like that's different than some female slapping you. Yeah. But like, let's not go to the extremes here. Can we not just have a a, a, a realistic conversation?
0: Yeah. All right. There you go. There's your moral compass for the day. Good talk. Do we feel better? Good talk.
1: Do no, we- it really bothers me, dude, that 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 men I feel like on a daily basis I see and I'm not really talking about the comment section. I'm really just more talking about like things I see in the news, the classic Florida man article that pops up in in the news cycle. Like you just see stuff and you're like like what are you doing man? Yeah. What do
0: you what do you what went through well, your mind? But I also think we, we as men have always struggled with embracing the fact that we have to be the alpha. We have to be the leader. We have to we always have to be on the high ground. I have to set the standard. We, it, it's it's what we are, it's it's what we are to in my opinion what we are expected to do in society. And I agree that there's a different conversation about equality and different conversation as men, we are always held to a higher standard. As men, we are, are called to be leaders. And I think as, as men, it is our duty to, to mentor our children. It is our duty. You know, Dana White, the one thing that really hit home with me is Dana White talked about the conversations he and his wife had with their kids. Imagine how difficult it is for Dana White's kids to watch their dad and mom have a physical fight in public. Mm-hmm. You know how difficult that is? I, that that is why, in my opinion, we as men have to always take the high ground. Yeah, because it 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 just does not go well. And if we're going to surmise that you know she was going to hit him again, well, let's surmise then that he walks away. What happens if he walked away? That's the that it, to me there is a a give and take on that stuff, and it's these conversations aren't easy. But as men, I think we've always had issues with embracing the you know embracing our position in society and it is these conversations usually are very convenient you know like hey we want to be leaders okay well okay it's we don't want to be a leader on domestic violence but when it comes time to get paid i want to be the highest paid
2: Mm -hmm.
0: or when it comes time to well you can't have it both ways yeah you know you don't you don't get to pick and choose adversity in your life you don't get to pick and choose when it's easier when it works out for
1: you dude yeah. Like but what you do get to pick and choose is how you react to everything. And again, is as, as we say, I feel like almost every day lately, it's really not the issue at hand.
0: That's the issue. It's Nobody how you said, react. Wait, wait. Brett Robbins said you basically said his wife did nothing wrong. I've never said that, not one time. Nobody, Nobody on that. this show has ever said that. You're missing the
1: point, my man. Nobody has ever
0: said that. Kenai Johnson, uh we as fathers need to understand that if this was your daughter getting slapped down like a dog, is it okay? than cause she hit him first. It's not, it's not, you know. Uh, Lopes fan Gabe, if Dana White slapped her in public, I'd hate to know what he's done in private. And that's the harder part as well. How many times have they had a domestic violence in- incident in the past? Mm-hmm. What, do, what do we not see? What do we not know? I wanna make sure we're on the same page about this concept
1: though. Because, you know, and Brett, you and I clearly disagree here and that's okay. That's okay. That's what the show's about—disagreeing and having these conversations. But I—I'm kind of—I'm a little surprised we disagree. If I'm being honest, I don't understand why it's so hard to to process. We're not talking about his wife. We're just not. We're talking about—that's right. The 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 reaction to something negative that happened to Dana White. Right? Can we all agree? Can, can we all agree that that's how? That's a fair characterization. Hey, something negative happened to Dana White in Mexico in his family. Let's just, if you just characterize it as that, we should all agree on that. Next, I want to say, dude needs to react better. Like, I'm sorry, man. It's not just that you're the president of the UFC. It's not just that you're, you know, a dad, a husband, uh, an influential, impactful figure in in you know your people's lives like you have to be better and and we we did this whole thing yesterday about like you know having a better relationship with yourself and doing little things and like it all sort of plays together
0: you can't just like you can't skip over that no and i think the that part of it's got to be very tough for dana white yeah i mean i don't know how you i'm a big fan of personal accountability and again I i just don't know how you look yourself in the mirror after you did that, how do you watch that video? And I, I, man, that'd be crazy to me. That would absolutely be crazy to me. But I appreciate the conversation, guys. I know that these conversations are not easy, and I, I, know that we all are passionate about it, and we, uh, you know, we have different feelings. But you know what? Understand that your opinions are valued here, and I, we may disagree with them, um, and we may we may uh, you know, passionately disagree with them. But we appreciate that you guys share your your opinions. We really do, I, because I think that is a um, that's a very difficult thing to do, uh, in a lot of spaces and places. So yeah. we appreciate that. Uh, hey, coming up in about eleven minutes, football fifty. I do want to get into the best quarterbacks left in the NFL playoffs, uh, because I think there's some really good ones. I think we're overreacting to Dak Prescott. What does that mean? And that means that I think Dak Prescott's better than we're giving him credit for, mm. and I agree that he is. He's having a tough season. He had a tough season, injury-wise, interception-wise. But I don't think there's any doubt that the Dallas Cowboys have been one of the best teams in the NFL this year. But what does it matter if you go out in the first round of the playoffs? So I want to talk about that coming up as well. Um, Also, don't forget that uh, the Jazz are off tonight. They play Orlando at home tomorrow. Uh, I think that's a big deal. I also think the situation, uh, as we talk about the biggest stories in sports here on the Monty Show, I think this, um, this situation going on in the NBA, uh, I don't know if you guys have looked at the table in the NBA, but it is shocking to me the way the, the, the Western Conference looks right now that your top four are Denver, Memphis, New Orleans, and Sacramento. Sacramento's fourth in the West, 22 and 18. Yet Phoenix, Golden State, the Jazz, T-Wolves, and Lakers are all in the bottom seven of the, of the NBA Western Conference. Mm-hmm. That is shocking to me. And this loss last night by the Phoenix Suns, if you look at that roster that was on the floor <coughs> last night, they started Sarich, Craig, Bridges, Biombo, and Washington last night. Dwayne Washington started. <laughs> Their bench was Ish Wainwright, Josh Akogi, Jock Landale, and Damian Lee's a perfectly good bench player, right? And Saban Lee, who played 15 minutes after they signed him out of the G League. That's the level to which the Phoenix Suns have fallen. And if you really get into the Suns' situation in these trades we've been talking about, you look at Shamet, Ayton, Chris Paul, Cam Johnson, Cameron Payne, and Devin Booker all unavailable for their last two games. That is shocking. a lot. That is shocking. So I think Phoenix is absolutely one of those stories. And real quick, I do want to talk about um, the Lakers. Did you guys hear this story that LeBron James says he wants to finish his career as an L.A. Laker? Mm-hmm. What do you say to that? How do you when, – when, because I think it is – I'm a little surprised by that. I'm a little surprised by that because I don't think that means he will finish his career as a Laker. I think that's LeBron James saying I want to I want to wear only one other uniform the rest of my career and that's the the purple and gold of the LA Lakers.
1: Yeah, I mean I I, I agree it doesn't guarantee he'll be there the rest of his career, but I, but I think you know LeBron LeBron's at a point where he doesn't need to travel around the country you know and play for all these different teams anymore. Like LeBron wants to play with Bronny, you know that's that's been a long time stated goal. He's always said that, and it's very clear he wants to do that. But I also think the point you always make about him. Like LA is a business mecca, you know, and he's he's yes, he's a is. mogul within that and I think he's doing a lot and and I think that he likes living in LA. Hell, I would like living in LA if I didn't have to worry about the money. You know what I mean? So yes. so to me, I, I I think it makes perfect sense and and I think LeBron LeBron to me right now, you know, is I feel like with some of the things he said and and what we're hearing from a, at this stage in his career is appreciating what he has a lot more now than he used to meaning he it's not just that he has that he's essentially a billionaire and has all this money right it's not really about the money per se but it's about the fact that that money's allowed you to provide for your family like you live in la you live in a nice place like it's la like you're you're really happy things are going great Bronny's on track bryce is on track like you just have a good setup so The playing in L.A. thing, I don't think is as much about the Lakers per se as it is about, hey, I really like where my life is at, and I can easily see myself playing four or five more seasons and riding Mm. off into the sunset.
0: That's interesting. I do, um, I think there's a lot in that. I'm a little surprised by Jeremy Bolton's comment here. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Town. How about I don't give an F what LeBlum does? He can go play for Bishop Sycamore for all I care. Now, I am no LeBron James fan, but this is the the Nick Saban conversation yesterday. On We did a short on this. Mm-hmm. You don't have to like LeBron. Yeah, and I don't. But you have to respect what he's done. And if LeBron James changes addresses and zip codes, that's a huge story. If LeBron James goes across the hall to the Clippers, they're winning a championship. If LeBron James somehow ends up in Boston, Philly, Milwaukee, they're winning a championship. His best days are probably right here, right now. And I'm surprised, like, why do so many people hate LeBron James? Because yeah, I
1: see all these comments saying, amen, Bolton, and like, you know, you guys are
0: all about hating LeBron. Why do you hate him?
1: What What's is it deal? that you
0: hate about him? The things that bother me about LeBron, it, like, I don't care about the, the ring chasing thing. Everybody does that. Uh, frankly, it's a player's league. I, I I wish in the NFL players had the ability to do what they do in the NFL or in the NBA. I wish that all sports players had that kind of movement. They don't. You look at what happened to Carl, Carlos Correa. Yeah. We found out yesterday in his Twins press conference that it was an ankle injury that's never been an issue for him. They found something in a scan on his ankle and so they they essentially voided his 300 million dollar contract. And he winds up taking a massive pay cut to go back to the Twins. He's not in control of that. You look at LeBron, LeBron can dictate where he plays. Why does that why does that piss people off so much? It's because I and here in Utah, my guess is it's because I think we all recognize that LeBron's not coming to Utah that the best players in the league likely don't wind up in Utah.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I think there's bitterness over that. But I, I I would love to hear your thoughts on why you dislike LeBron so much. Josh Levern says, how you feel if you are LeBron's second son? Hey, man, Bryce James. Bryce is going to be better than Bronny. Bryce James is one of the top prospects in the country right now. There's, I mean, it, it's, it and Bronny James isn't bad either, by the way. The well, kid and, can play. I
1: think what Josh is getting at here is, Is the LeBron and Bronny thing playing together? The fact is, is Bryce just doesn't have enough time. Bryce is young. Bryce is much younger. What is he?
0: I think he's a sophomore. Yeah.
1: So, like, you're talking about Bron having to wait, what, three, probably four seasons? You know, depending on if they remove the college thing and, like, what happens with that?
0: Yeah, Bryce is 15 years old.
1: So that's not happening. Like, you're not... LeBron's not playing seven, eight more years. I don't think. I could be wrong. I'm not his agent. I'm not Bron. But, like, seven, eight more years seems like a long time. Like, like Bronny is ready to go. Bronny... Isn't Bronny 17 now?
0: Yeah, Bronny's in class right now. I mean... And he's probably... His brother did not accidentally... Did you guys see... So, Bronny James is one of the hottest recruits in college basketball right now. Yeah. Um, He's probably a top 10 recruit in the country. And... He is open for recruitment. I mean, most people believe he's gonna to go to Ohio State. Yeah. Bryce James had an Instagram story with Bronny James in the in a photo with a Ohio State logo on a TV behind him. That's not an accident. Yeah. That that is uh that's not an accident, uh in, in any way, shape, or form. Uh, but yeah, he's uh Bronny's a senior. And he is going to, uh, I'm telling you, he's either going to wind up at Ohio state or North Carolina. And I, I, as a North Carolina fan, I would love it to be North Carolina.
1: Yeah. I, I, I think, I don't think Bryce has, I I could be wrong. Right. I'm just speculating. But if I was Bryce, I wouldn't be like, oh, well, my dad wants to play with Bronny and not me. No, it's it's not that at all. It's time. It's, it is. It's the timing of it. You don't have enough time to make it work. That's the problem.
0: Yeah, I agree. Um, by the way, uh, uh Pete Thamil uh, has a story. Kevin Warren has remained evasive internally about his Bears CEO candidacy, mm-hmm. which is now hanging over the Big Ten awkwardly. Yeah. So this is so strange. So do you guys know Kevin Warren, the commissioner of the Big Ten, is the leading candidate to be the next president of the Chicago, or excuse me, the Arlington Heights we built a track on a race track. We built a field on we a... We built a field on a racetrack no in a bunch you of built dog a field crap. You built a field on a pile of horse crap. Come on, dude. Uh, he is the arguably, not arguably, inarguably the leading candidate to be the next president of the Bears. Very interesting. Alex Cooley says, am I the only one who thinks LeBron is corny as hell? What do you mean corny? Uh, Fat Jesus says, don't worry, LeBron. As a Laker, your career is over. Pretty much. Pretty much. I agree with that. Uh, Andy H says th- these next 10, 12 games at home will determine if we go to the playoffs or start listening to trade offers. Yep. You mean the jazz? Oh, the jazz are going to make trades no matter what salty drunk. Welcome Tanner. About time. You got here. Oh, did I miss Tanner? He's oh ready? yeah, I did. There he is. Super soaker. Amen. Mayor Bolton. Jaron Eccles, Who's also a member laughs at Jeremy Bolton. Tanner Plummer says you're not alone. Alex Cooley. What is corny about LeBron? I don't get that. Uh, I don't mind LeBron being woke. I do mind that he talks about being woke, but does directly, such as fund a college scholarship program to help the help the lives of inner city youths. So you guys don't like that he talks politics and that he's quote unquote woke. That's interesting. Uh, Jeremy says, everyone thinks that LeBron is the be all on social issues. I just think LeBron doesn't, that I might agree with. I mean LeBron being at the back of the BLM parades in Los Angeles. Okay, why while is at the there front bitterness, of the line though? that he st- well, I I'm not bitter. I just think that when you have a mob of people destroying Los Angeles and you're at the back of that line riding your bike with Anthony Davis, I have a problem with that.
1: But I think that the some of these comments are there there's I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. You tell me. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like there's some bitterness over LeBron and I don't really like, you can't deny he's an all time. Great. You can't deny that the guy is influential as hell. Like I'm never a fan of living in the, the, the woke space or like cat, like the term woke is so played. I I hate that term. and, And I just don't really understand why it's gotten traction, but I don't know, dude, like I I'm in a place where, yeah, I do think Bron has some issues, but There are not enough issues where I won't pay to go to crypto to watch him play basketball.
0: Yep. Uh, Andy H says he's that high because daddy will contribute to the NIL pool. No. Bronny James is that high because he's a stud. You know why Bronny James is that high? Because he is now fully power slamming people. Yeah. And he is a knockdown three-point shooter. Yeah. And his game clearly, clearly translates to the college level. There's no doubt about that. There's no doubt about that. All right. Uh, we'll get back to the NBA in 10 minutes talking jazz and trades. Uh, but right now, as always, 10 to the hour, every hour, we bring you the biggest stories in football. Football at 50, presented by Papa Murphy's Pizza. Make sure you download the Papa Murphy's app. Use the promo code Monte25 and get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Couple of quarterback updates for you this weekend. Tua eye low wall yeah, out Sunday versus Buffalo. Buffalo, he will not play. That's a big one. And then the Dakinator. I said the Dakinator. Why are you such a Dak Prescott guy? I'm not. You're just so anti-Dak that it makes it hard for me not to be a Dak guy. Um, you know, but you keep your head in the sand. It's fine. Uh, Jarrah. Hey, Jarrah. Jerry Jones went on 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. Not the sports leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, and said that it's not in Dak Prescott's DNA to turn the ball over. Right. I said it's not in his DNA. Right. To which I would say, well, you might want to check the box score. He threw 15 picks this year. But if we look at the quarterbacks in the NFL playoffs right now, Dak Prescott or Geno Smith? Dak. Brock Purdy of the Sam Frog Discos. Dak. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Oh, screw you. Just kidding, Dak. Dak Prescott. Why you do me like that, man? That's not nice.
1: Because, you know why? You know why? Because the fact is... Is Dak is not a winner, he's not yet.
0: Uh, the sex machine. I would take Herbert over Dak. Absolutely. Tua tagged your mama. Dak. Josh Allen. Josh Allen. No. Yeah, of course. Uh, Daniel Jones, New York Giants. Dak Prescott. Kirk Cousins. Cousins. Shut the. You would take Kirk Cousins over Dak Prescott. Yep. Yeah, I would. Yeah, I would. Did you what? drink your ayahuasca this morning? Dak are done? you hallucinating? What
1: has Dak done that Kirk
0: No, the question is, what has Kirk Cousins done? Besides turn the ball hasn't. over on primetime. What has
1: Dak done? He hasn't done anything, dude. This is what I don't understand. Why are we okay.
0: why are we why okay. are we
1: sitting here saying that Dak has done anything? Because like- at least
0: Dak has potential. Kirk doesn't? No! We know who he is.
1: I'm off to Kirk Cousins' bandwagon. I can say the same thing about Dak
0: Prescott. We know who Dak is, dude. Not yet we don't. Not yet we don't. I want to see Dak go to another team.
1: Okay. That's that's, that's fair. Okay. I can get down with that. That's fair. Lamar,
0: Lamar Jackson or Dak Prescott? Dak. Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow. All you're, day. So you're taking Joe Burrow. All day. I agree. Tom Brady. Brady. Right now? Yes. Okay. I'm taking Dak Prescott over everybody.
1: I just don't trust Dak. That's my problem. I, I don't, don't trust, trust him, him. I don't trust that, like that. I don't can, trust that, him either. That Fuller pick six is embarrassing. Like, like you threw the exact same pass like, to the exact same spot, same twice in a row. Like you know, like that's the perfect thing. Like that's not. Oh well, it hit his receiver in the hands, and so that's not on Dak. So he's fine. Like no, dude, Dak threw it in the same spot two times in a row and dan Orlovsky clearly illustrates that he had options yeah and and i I just i'm a little burned out or quite a bit burned out on the cowboys i'm tired of hearing about how great they are i'm tired of hearing about how oh well they were the best one of the best teams in the league yeah well what does that look like when they lose to tom
0: derek carr or dak prescott
1: i think you have to take back
0: dak on stats alone
1: You have to take Dak on Dude, I had alone, You know that but...
0: feeling when you almost get in a car accident? And you're like, oh, my God. That's the feeling I just had when I thought you were taking the Derek. The feeling
1: that all of you have about LeBron is what I have about Dak. I'm tired of hearing about Dak, dude. I'm tired of hearing about, oh, it's the Dallas Cowboys. Uh... Circumcising mosquitoes and he can get back into like actually
0: moving on and selling the team. Oh my god, that was amazing. That was amazing. Maple says, uh, the Cowboys will let you down in the playoffs. It's fact. Well, Mapes, you're not wrong. The Cowboys will let you. Die. They're going to lose. But I sir. don't
1: know though. Is that Dak or is that just like the Cowboys sucking? Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know. Like with Aaron Rodgers, I can say, okay, Tom Brady beat Aaron Rodgers with Scotty Miller. Tom Brady's just better than you. Like Tom Brady makes you better. Like that just is what it is. Yeah. But with Dak, I'm I'm left sitting here like. Yeah, I think Dak makes you better, but then he goes and throws bad picks, right? Yeah, and then geez. conveniently, seven of his picks hit dude in the hand and bounce to someone. Like, I don't know. I and, just
0: really struggle with it. Andy H says Dallas has to do to Dak what the Raiders did to uh, Carr, average QBs. Yeah, I'm don't, I don't is, even disagree with that. Dude,
1: the problem is Dak's
0: a 5,000-yard average QB. That's the problem. That's why I'm telling you. it's it, You know what the problem in Dallas is? It's always flipping Leighton Vanderesh. Yeah. Leighton Van Der Esch is always hurt. Your mom's always hurt. Like it's the, that's the problem. You have all this talent. It just they never meet expectations, and that's why guys like Micah Parsons. Micah Parsons. Will Micah Parsons ever play in a Super Bowl for the Dallas Cowboys? No, probably not. Not until Jerry gets hit by a bus. You know, like it. it just it's probably not going to happen. You know, like it. It. it I don't know. I don't believe that that Dak is the entirety of the problem in Dallas. Jaron Echols, who, by the way, you have a bigger pro, you know quarterback problem than Dallas does. Yeah i i fell uh, I fell you, Alex. Been a long twenty year watching the Dolphins. Well, you know, uh, Fat Jesus, Dak Prescott or Kyler Murray? Dak Prescott. I swear to God. I swear to God. Don't do not, sir, sir. As a grown man with testosterone in your balls, do not say you're taking Kyler Murray. Jay Cutler. <laughs> <laughs> Answer the question. Uh, Dak Prescott. Damn right, Kyler Murray. In fact, Jesus, why would you ask such an inflammatory question? Tanner Plummer says, screw the Bears for injuring Hurts. Just kidding. It wasn't a dirty hit. Injuries are part of football. Jalen Hurts is healthy. You guys go to the Super Bowl.
1: Apparently, that's not true when it comes to GS7 and Jalen Ramsey on the sideline. You know, that was not a penalty. That was
0: not a penalty, dude. That was not a penalty. Football 5010 in the hour, every hour. Presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Right now with Papa Murphy's, we've got a great deal
1: which means I make more great pizza. A lot more.
0: That's our extra-large New York-style take-and-bake pizza. And it's everything you'd expect from a classic New York-style pizza, hot and fresh out of your oven. And only $9.99. Do I have to share it? It's recommended, but not required. Papa Murphy's. We make great pizza, so you can make the pizza great. Such a great deal. Order now at PapaMurphy's.com. Papa Murphy's Pizza presents... Football at 50 10 to the hour every hour get the xl uh, ny for 999 in the papa murphy's mobile app download the app now super easy to use let's go I agree uh, lfg button lfg says i smashed the like button please Thank do you. we appreciate that word 74 you. likes we have an hour to go let's see if we can double that we'd love every day you know and you got to subscribe to the show first. Of we one. built this program on NIL. We're back. We We're, built this program on memberships. That's right. We are uh, live and local every morning, uh, 6 a.m. We're at 9,200 subs trying to get to 10,000.
1: And I can confirm. Let me get back here. You can confirm. I can confirm
0: on the program. We are nearing
1: 50 members in the
0: group. Wow. Already in less than a week. Yes. That's pretty awesome. Okay, cool. Well, we appreciate that, you guys. Thank you. Uh, but yeah, we've had about 750 views today, and we've only got 74 likes. So let's hook it up. Hit the like button. Uh, Josh Lovern, Gino was coughing, coffin ready, and Ramsey should have been cuffed. No, he shouldn't have. Oh, please, dude. It you might wanna you might want to step out of bounds fully. You might not want to run right at Jalen Ramsey because he ain't that guy So I mean, like why Jalen's ready for the smoke. Why
1: would you run right at Jalen? Like, I understand Jalen. You know, nine plays out of ten, you shouldn't hit the quarterback who's going out of bounds. But Jalen is standing in bounds on the boundary.
0: Yes, dude runs right up to him and then is surprised when Jalen drops him. But this is, in this this is the problem that I have. Like we have stopped allowing physical play in the NFL. Like when you go back to this situation, you know, with Demar in Buffalo, that's not a physical play. No, And we all get into those situations and we want to say, well, tomorrow Hamlin, that was a physical. It wasn't a physical play. It was a, it it was a perfect tragic circumstance. We're allowed to hit it's football. Like what you saw with, with Jalen Ramsey and GS seven on the sideline was a perfectly legal football play in my opinion. Yeah. And if you're GS seven, you need to get the flip out of the way. Because Jalen Ramsey don't care about you or your kids. And his name is John C right? He's that dude. He's that dude. He is that dude. You know, like it, it just is. It just is what it is, man. Yeah. Like again, perfect time for this drop. If you don't like if you don't like it in the NFL, go play intramurals, murals, brother. Go mm-hmm. play
2: inner murals, brother.
0: You know, like if you don't want to get hit, go play inner murals. I don't have time for you, man.
2: It's uh, one I, football.
0: It just is what it is. Tanner Plummer, a member of the program. Let's be real here. Nick Foles oh, is please. the best QB in NFL oh, history. Please. He's not wrong. <coughs> please. I mean, Nick Foles has to be better than Tom Brady. Come on. I mean, come on. <laughs> Josh Lovegren, GS7, did what he did to set up the game-winning, uh, game-missing field goal. Exactly right. <laughs> Mapes, what's up? Kerry Collins, Rex Grossman, and noodle arm Peyton Manning have been to the Super Bowl. Dak hasn't won a playoff game. That's what I'm saying. You know what? That's
1: what I'm saying. Why would you say
0: (laughs) such hurtful things about my guy? He's not my guy. Jake's made him my guy. My guy, just to be clear, is the sex machine, right? That's my guy. Justin Herbert, the sex machine. Right. It's my guy. You know. Uh, Bolton says Dak Prescott is no Kyle Orton, but he'll do. Here we go. (laughs) Here we the go. Look at you. Here we I go. I
1: thought I just heard you read a Kyle Orton take. Yeah, dude, come on. What's can I? It? Can I? Can I get it? Can you mix in some smoking Jay Cutler? Can you mix in like?
0: Look, I don't know. Look, man. Look, Dash, Dak Prescott's no Chad Henney, but he'll do. <laughs> <Chad Henney. laughs> he he's no the Chad Henney's a really good one. Right, like if you think about go to like the you know the 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 there are so many. He's no Mark Bolger, but he'll do. He, Mark Bolger was actually a really good quarterback. Uh-huh. He was a right. he was he was he was a really good quarterback. Why do you hate on Mark Bolger? He's okay. Mark Bolger was amazing, and he was a really good dude. I know Mark pretty well from my days in in the Lou. So oh, you beat me to Eric Kramer. Dak Prescott's no Eric Kramer, but he'll do. Okay. Uh, LFG says Kyle Orton slander here for it. (laughs) He's no Cade McNabb. Why is it all Bears quarterbacks now? Why are we doing mediocre Bears quarterbacks? He's no Bob Avellini. Oh, here we go. Bob (laughs) Avellini now. (laughs) Fucking Bob. He's no Mike Tomzak. Hey, bro. He's no Mike (laughs) Tomzak. Dak Prescott certainly ain't no Mitch Trubisky, but he'll do. (laughs) What are you doing? He's no
1: Cade McNown.
0: But he'll do. Oh, my God. The history of mediocre quarterbacks in Chicago. He's no Bubby Brister, but he'll do. (laughs) You guys remember Bubby Brister? Oh, my God. Bobby Douglas, exactly. Why? Why? Oh my Gary god! Huff, dude. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Um, let's see. Essay says Dak Prescott is in the conversation of the top 30 quarterback cowboy quarterbacks of all time. Well, man, they're saying something. Uh, Henny does have a ring, yeah, in Kansas City, right? Salty Drunk says he's no Jim McMahon, but he'll do. Jimmy's my guy. It's exactly right. He's no John Kitna. But he's he'll no do. John Kitna. Are you looking up a list yes. of mediocre quarterbacks? Yes.
1: He's no Quincy Carter in 2003, but he'll do. Cocaine.
0: <laughs> no, he's no Boomer Esiason, but he'll do. He's no oh, Listen, he, He's no Dak. Vinny Testaverdi. Oh, Vinny Testaverdi was a solid quarterback. Vinny Testaverdi doesn't work. Well, here's a bomb. Vinny's right here. not t- Here's Dak. the one of all of them. Pre- Dak Prescott's no Akili Smith, but he'll do. <laughs> but he'll do. He'll do. You know, he's no... Can I,
1: somebody please. work in a Jamarcus Russell take for he's me? He's
0: no Dan Orlovsky, but he'll do.
1: <laughs> yeah, Oh, yeah,
0: let's go. Yeah. Let's go. Tanner Plummer, he's no Nate Sudfeld, but he'll do. <laughs> Stop it. LFG says Dak Prescott's no Steve Palure, but he'll do. Dak Prescott's no Rick Meyer, but he'll do. Oh, my God. I could do just Dak Prescott's no Brady Quinn. <sighs> I could do the he's history no of- Mark he- He's no Mark Sanchez. He's no- He's no Dan McGuire, but he'll do. <laughs> oh, my God. Stan Gelbaugh, Josh Loverin, Let's go. Oh, Ooh. oh I got one. Dak is no Ryan Leaf, but, but he'll, he'll
2: do.
0: do. <laughs> oh, here's one. Talking with Raphael podcast. Dak Prescott or Baker Mayfield? Okay, why, Dak are, you, why are you
1: being is, offensive, dude? Dak
0: Prescott is way dude, better. Dude, Baker's than Baker. clearly
1: superior. No. Come on,
0: He's... look, I don't, I am no, I have no problem with Bake. I'm not a Bake hater. He's a great number two. He is actually, he really is. But Baker Mayfield ain't no Dak Prescott, but they he'll I woke do. Up this
1: morning, I was feeling pretty dangerous,
0: <laughs> dude. Come on. Dak Prescott's no Jake Plummer. <laughs> so you brought up John Kitna. You said John Kitna. Are you kidding me right now? He's
1: no Jared Goff, but he'll do.
0: Oh my God, he's no. That's right. That's right. He's no Jared Goff, but he'll do. What would I do without you? Good Lord! Wow, you know that was I, incredible. The history of mediocre quarterbacks. He's no Eric Hippel. Do you guys remember Eric Hipple? Oh, my God. Steve Pellor. What a pull that was. That's the winner. Steve Pellor is. I don't know how you beat that. I don't know. Mapes. Oh, Mapes goes Doug Flutie. Oh, my God. Doug Flutie. Like, who are some of the, like, obscure... Like, they, you. there has to be... Listen, the rule on the obscure guy is you. everybody has to know him, but but he's obscure but you haven't thought about him in you know i mean like think of any think of any freaking arizona cardinal quarterback who was who was the backup who was carson palmer's backup all those years oh my god i can't remember his name i'll look it up he's no (laughs) Hugh. exactly he's no he's no john freeze exactly right exactly right Ooh, is that kevin warren thing done Is Kevin Warren going to the Bears? Oh, that would be huge for us. Meaning the Bears. I hope that's true. Um, Ooh, there it is right there. Breaking news. According to Ian Rappaport, the Bears are expected to name Big Ten uh, commissioner Kevin Warren as their new president and CEO, a major hire for the organization, and Warren, who spent time in the NFL prior to college football as one of the top executives of the Minnesota Vikings. Yes, we are now the Vikings! Damn. Damn. He's no Randall Cunningham. Oh, I got it. I got it.
1: He's no Drew Stanton, but He's he'll no do. He's no
0: Drew Stanton, <laughs> but he'll do. Oh, yes, San Diego State. I couldn't remember his name either. He's no Don MacAowsky, but no- he'll do. Dude. He's no
1: John Skelton, but he'll do. Oh, John my God. John Skelton. John
0: Skelton, bro. John Holy Skelton. Holy crap. Oh, God. You're deep into the the rabbit hole of Cardinal quarterbacks. He's
1: no Blaine Gabbert,
0: but he'll do. He's no Blaine Gabbert. What do you make of this Holy Kevin Warren crap. story?
1: Well, I think, obviously, the Big Ten is losing an incredibly talented individual. Right. Yeah. I mean, that's just the that's just the minimum. Uh, I think if you're the Pac-12, this is phenomenal news. I think you're thrilled to hear this. I think uh, I I think it's a window of opportunity. You have a couple days here to I don't know, to get on the phone and like try to sway some TV, you know, executive opinions. Maybe, hey, Kevin Warren just
0: left the Big Ten. They're in trouble. Come over here. But in all seriousness, let's, I mean, get into that a little bit. If you look at what Kevin Warren means to the to the Big Ten, I mean, he negotiated the largest television contract in the history of college athletics. I mean, this yeah. is a big deal now. And frankly, the work has been done, right? But I think the next biggest step is getting Oregon and Washington into the conference. Yeah, And I'm curious who the next guy is to do that because this is no small job. The Big Ten is one of the premier jobs in all of, professional sports and kevin warren just walked away to be the president and ceo of the chicago bears jake i think this is a big deal and i think if you are the Pac pack 10 it gives you a you feel like it might give you a little bit of a lifeline
1: yeah i just think it's an opportunity in time I, I i think that it's very rare that the big 10 has any sort of drama or issues or really any sort of weakness if you will and i think that the pack needs to take advantage of this. I, and, and I think they especially need to take advantage of it because they know that Oregon and Washington are on the clock as far as being in their conference and not being in the Big Ten. So to me, I, I just think I'd be on the phone, you know, stirring the pot. Like, I'd be on the phone saying things like, hey, hey, man, like the Big Ten just lost this juggernaut of a commissioner to the NFL. Um, we have some great things happening here. Like let's, let's put this together. And I, so I, again, I'd reignite the Amazon conversation. I'd recall ESPN, Fox, like everybody call them, do it. Like
0: get told no, if you have to, you know, like that's what I would be doing. But in- I don't think it puts you in that position. I, well, I truly do I'm, not believe I, it puts you in that position because I think you still have a membership problem and a viewership problem. I think what it puts you in position to do is, is you go to you go to to Washington and, and Oregon and you say you're going to be our flagships now. We're going to give you a larger cut, stay in the conference, Big Ten's coming apart, you don't want to go there, stay with us, let's get a grant of rights done right now. That's the phone call I'd be making. Fox and, and NBC and ESPN are not going to walk away from any TV deals that they have now. My feeling is this gives the Pac-12 an opportunity to stay together. Mm-hmm. And it depends, though... Who takes the job in the Big Ten? because I think your first order of business in the big Ten and I I, I could be wrong, but I think your first order of business in the in the Big Ten uh, is to go ahead and, and and get yourself a power player. And I think when you look at Kevin Warren and what his absence will mean to this conference, I think this is a big this is a big, big deal mm-hmm. And I don't know how you recover from this. I, I, I don't if you're the Big Ten. Kevin Warren is an operator. There's no doubt about that. And I think when you start looking at at the way that that you know the the Big Twelve is operating right now with your mark and you start looking at the weakness that is out west in the in the pack ten with George Kleovcock, I think you're absolutely in a position where you have to go hit a home run. Mm-hmm. You gotta put an interim in there that can do the job, and then you gotta go get a Titan of of sports or business to go run this conference yeah
1: no i don't disagree i i just think that the pack doesn't have a lot of options like if i'm washington and oregon i've probably already made up my mind that i'm leaving and i agree i would call them and i would do what you said to do i would but i also think that you i don't know maybe i'm naive but i just think you know anytime you're talking about contractual situations and a factor changes in the human being aspect of that contractual agreement things change, things shift, things yeah. things can happen. And so to me, yeah, you're right. ESPN and Fox and, and all the power players and, and distribution are not all of a sudden just going to tear up a contract because Kevin Warren's not the commissioner anymore. That's well, not going to happen. But, I,
0: but. Uh, but, 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 doesn't this also beg the question of what happens if Jim Harbaugh leaves? Yeah. Doesn't this also beg the question of this is because let's true tell on the Big Ten now. This is a weak conference, football-wise. And and again, I know that Ohio State took Georgia to the limit. Okay, great. They still didn't beat them. And you have four straight championships in the in the SEC. When when you go back and you look over time, and it's Bama, LSU, Georgia, Georgia, and I don't know anybody that's not taking Georgia to three-peat here. It's going to be five years, and the SEC is going to win five championships. Yeah. You just signed this massive TV deal, but for what? That's the question that I have in my mind. How good, how good can the Pac 10 be versus what the Big Ten can be? Because I see a huge ceiling for the for the the Pac 10 and it's pushing down. Mm-hmm. I look at the Big Ten and I see huge growth. I see a very high ceiling for for the Big Ten. I think if you are the Pac 10, you have got to get Oregon and Washington to sign their grant of rights and you've got to immediately get SMU and San Diego state in the conference because that's your path to survival because this thing with the big 10 today is a big big deal this is a big big deal and there's always people that are going to show up and they are going to they are going to take advantage of 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 gaps like Kevin Warren leaving the big Mm 10 and the question is who's going to step up into that into that spot
1: Yeah, and and I think that you know it's again it's this this off season for college football is going to be really dynamic and really interesting. And I, by the way, good day if you're a Chicago Bears fan, right? This is really exciting news. I think it's it's really nice to see someone come in who who is a power player. That's that's awesome to see finally. And I think if you're Justin Field, you're really excited about this. uh, I would think, but I would think who the hell knows, right? Like. But yeah, I mean, I think for college football it's 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 unfortunately one of these situations where it is dominated by the SEC and and I do agree that who you hire is really going to set a precedent and set a standard because if you hire anybody less than Kevin Warren, you know, anybody who's le- like less in ability, I mean, than Kevin was, yeah, you're unfortunately you're taking a step back and that's just the reality of the situation and I and yeah, if I'm being honest, I do think it helps that Kevin was such a dynamic personality. I do think it helps that the guy did so much for your conference. Like, it, it, you, you, he took your conference to this, like, next echelon and really led college football um, financially and off the football field. Now, you're right. You lose him, and you suck on the field for the most part, and the SEC is as dominant as it is. Like, yeah, that's not a great look. So this hire may damn well be one of the most important hires you've ever made at the yeah. conference level
0: yep uh let's see t lawrence gragston big 10 got the seven year seven billion dollar deal already locked up we'll be fine i'm not even saying that you're gonna lose that deal i don't yeah, think we're, we're not saying, saying that, that. no the, but the question is what happens to the next deal because if kevin warren leaves and your business model because he's an operator again he's a guy that grows grows business lines revenue lines like he's an operator. So the question is who do you replace him with? And I think the other big question here is can you raid the Pac-10 anymore if you without Kevin Warren there? Yeah. Kevin I mean theoretically Kevin couldn't figure out a way to do that without taking money from his constituents which was never going to work. Yeah. So the question is does does the the next commissioner in the Big 10 come in and immediately try to get a streaming deal with an Amazon? I know that's really interesting. That is very interesting. What does NBC say about you know Pac-12 After Dark, which they're now turning into Big Ten After Dark with SC with uh, USC and UCLA? Yeah, to a streaming deal with Amazon. That's a huge question. You know, like it. will be very interesting to see how all of this plays out. SA says uh, George Klyovkov's weakness. Uh, have been magnified since your mark became the big twelve commissioner. There's no doubt about that.
1: Yeah, and I think when your mark is putting on speaking clinics uh repeatedly, both at a dais and on the field after the Big Twelve Championship game, like I think it's it, it just solidifies that take for sure.
0: Yep, I agree. Lopes fan gabe, GCU alum out here leading the sports news cycle. Congrats Kevin into the Bears. Yeah man. Kevin Warren's a high, high caliber dude. That is a guy that I like that guy. He Class. is he is I'm happy as a Bears fan. I'm happy about that. Because I think when you when you look at the the major issue facing the Chicago Bears right now is their stadium situation. Um Soldier Field is just not a a viable revenue alternative. And I don't know that rebuilding there's a new model out for the Bears to get a dome stadium essentially at Soldier Field. I don't know if that works or not. They bought Arlington Park, the old racetrack, out in Arlington Heights. Yeah. I mean, for the obvious reason of creating a sports and entertainment district. But I don't know. Chicago Bear football should be played on the lakefront, man. Agreed. And if they can get a deal done at the at Soldier Field, I think you should get a deal done there. There's no doubt about that. Um, you know, we'll see. Nathan Sharp says, alternative take. The Big Ten is such a good conference that their uh, executives get more lucrative positions afterward, and so they attract better talent. Oh, absolutely that could be. Yeah, that's part of it. I I think it is a is a really good gig. Well, I, I, I don't the think Big there's Ten, any doubt. Listen,
1: the, what the Big Ten solidifies every year, repeatedly, is that winning on the football field doesn't matter if you if you're a business operator. Like winning on the football field helps when you win. It helps that Ohio State's in the playoff damn near yep. every year. It helps that like this year it helps that Harbaugh in Michigan got to the playoff. But it's not it is not necessary per se. To win national championships, to get billion-dollar or seven-billion-dollar deals done. Like what matters is branding and value and viewership. So even if you suck, but you're getting viewers, you're still going to get the huge deal. That's what I think this shows you.
0: Power resides, and this is our conversation about Nick Saban. Yeah. Power resides in the SEC. This is Coach Saban. You, you, if you don't embrace that, you're going to fall further behind. Yeah. And I did a short yesterday here on our YouTube channel about why people hate Nick Saban. Well, Nick Saban put out his top five uh, teams, his final top five teams, or his top 25. And he left Tennessee out of his top five. So, of course, Kirby Smart leaves Alabama out of his top five. And it's like, this is a game that we all play. Are you really pissed at Nick Saban because he left Tennessee out of his top five, Rocky Top? Is that why you're really pissed? Rocky Top, tell me this right now. You're really pissed at Nick Saban because he didn't put you in the top five. No, you're really pissed, Rocky Top, because Nick Saban's better than you. You're really pissed, Rocky Top, because Alabama's better than Tennessee. You're really pissed, Rocky Top, because even if you're in the top five, it doesn't mean a damn thing because you're not as good as Alabama and you're certainly not as good as Georgia right now. And by the way, Georgia, congratulations on your two national championships. You're still not on par with the Sabanator. So you can go ahead and hate on Nick Saban. You can go ahead and hate on the fact that, oh, it's an SEC bias. Okay, sure. But is it really a bias when they're the, the biggest line in the kingdom? Because they are. College football is dictated by the SEC. The SEC is dictated by Nick Saban. Period. Yeah. Ask Jimbo Fisher.
1: He's the benchmark.
0: The, X, the SEC is dictated by Nick Saban. It is what it be, and there's nothing you're going to do about that. You, you're hey, just, That's
1: how I look at it.
0: You, there's just nothing you're going to do about that. Yeah. You know like it it's is true it's
1: true I mean it, it's 100% true and I think that the true measurement of who controls something is you know whether you're talking about them when you have success or not and I think everybody was talking about Alabama A getting getting snubbed in the playoff A yeah. but then B and the bigger picture that it is untrue that Georgia you know has taken over and controls everything because the fact is is even with back-to-back national championships they're still now just barely dipping their toe in the water of what just, just barely just barely dipping their toe in the water of what nick nick saban has accomplished and that's the that kind of puts into perspective the mountain you have to climb and i'm telling you and i know he's a georgia alum i get it but david pollock running his freaking mouth on espn sitting next to nick saban in his geico blue suit Probably was not the best idea for next year's college football season. I'm just just going out on a limb, but talking a bunch of junk to the old Sabanator probably wasn't that good of an idea, David. Like, it probably would have been better to say, hey, coach, with all due respect, you know, you've accomplished a ton, but I personally feel like George is in control. If he had said that, I think you would have got to pass. But sitting here saying there's no way Alabama's in control, there's no way that it's not Georgia, we get it, man. You just woke up a sleeping giant who took a couple of years off and hasn't been working as hard, and now he's back on the train, and now he's coming for that ass again. And that's what I think nobody wants to talk about. It is that easy for Nick Saban. It's easy to build an NFL-caliber roster to play for a national championship in college football, because that's what it is. Does anybody dispute? That that Georgia's an NFL roster. Does anybody dispute that? Hell, we had an argument earlier this week about the the greatness of of you know the god Stetson Bennett and that he's gonna do amazing things. No, we had an argument that you hate.
0: We had an argument that you hate Stetson Bennett.
1: I know the guy didn't have a locker when he signed up, but come on.
0: Come on, dude. Well, look, it's AL, it's it, it's Alabama. Roll Ted. All right, so there you go. The breaking news this morning right here on the show, uh that Kevin Warren is going to become the uh, next president and CEO of the Chicago Bears. Bears. Leaving his post as commissioner of the Big 10. All breaking news on this show it is presented by our good friends uh at Barbecue Pit Stop, bbqpitstop.com. Uh whether you need pellets for your smoker, seasoning for your wings, Uh, wing dust, any sauce, any thing having to do with barbecue. They've got the best equipment. You know that already. They've got the Traeger, the Big Green Egg, the Camp Chef, the Yoder. They've got the best tongs in the business. You need a cutting block. You need some knives. Barbecue Pit Stop, BBQPitStop.com. In fact, in all five of their stores here in the great state of Jutta, from Logan, Leighton, Lehigh, St. George, and Murray, they've all got the meat too. You need a brisket? bbqpitstop.com
1: and the cool thing is, is you can call these guys you know like you can call them and and you can say hey like i'm getting a smoker you know and i really like to eat this or i like to eat that or whatever the case may be what do you recommend and they'll talk to you and they'll you know they'll they'll give you recommendations about like pellet flavoring or or seasoning like that's how the asado seasoning thing even came about on the show we we went and did our 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 BYU funeral where Oregon absolutely torched BYU, BYU
0: funeral yeah
1: it was a watch party but after the first quarter when BYU was down like 100 points like it kind of turned into a more negative thing for BYU yeah, when we were there, dude, B-N-Y-U. Clint, Clinton Lehigh, dude, buddy, seasoned these wings with asado seasoning and took over the entire party. Everyone was like, "Dude, like, what are you seasoning these with?" Now we've got like three bottles at the house that we use them on. We use on wings, and that's the greatness of barbecue pit stop is that they know what you want even when you don't know what no you want. No doubt
0: about it. No doubt about it. That's why you go to bbqpitstop.com. Stop by any of their stores: Logan, Layton, Lehigh, the cheesy, cheesy, and of course uh, Salt Lake City on State Street. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Pretty simple question for you: Should the Utah Jazz trade for DeAndre Ayton? Um, and the reason this is coming up is because, without question, um, you have a you have a deal where the Phoenix Suns are aggressively pursuing deals in the NBA trade market. Um, You know, they are, they are, um, you know, they are absolutely, Riley O'Brien wants to know, how do you sign up for the membership? Well, it's right there. Oh, Riley. Hello. Riley, 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 Riley. Riley. It's so easy. My guy. It's easier than making a DeAndre Ayton trade. Uh, But the point is um, that the Suns need help. I mean, they are a beleaguered, I mean, like lack of manpowered roster right now. And I think they know they're not championship material this year. But this question about how do you put this trade together? And I was talking to an NBA source yesterday who said the Suns are going to move DeAndre Ayton. Is that now or is that in the summer? I don't know, but it's going to happen. And I think if you're the Utah Jazz, you knew that you wanted this deal in the summer. They tried to get DeAndre Ayton the day that they traded Donovan Mitchell to Cleveland. Yeah. And they weren't able to get that deal done. Well, there's no time like the present to get that deal done, in my opinion. And if you have to move valuable assets, now don't also forget that DeAndre Ayton makes good bread. He makes 30 million bucks. And if you're the if you're the Utah Jazz, what's what is the biggest issue with Taking DeAndre Ayton and let's say Dario Saric, because you need a power forward, that's an expiring contract. Right. If you take him and you trade a Beasley Vando THT to get that deal done, and you wind up with a first round pick, and maybe you route somebody else, and to, you, you know, maybe as part of that deal, Jordan Clarkson ends up with the Lakers, who also sends you a first round pick. You get two first round picks in this coming draft. How is that not a win for you? Because I would tell you right now, today, right off the jump, that's a win. Mm-hmm. And you know the Suns are looking to deal. Jake, that's a deal I make all day long.
1: Yeah, I think it's a deal you got to make. And I think, you know, it's it's th- the thing is, is that there is this conundrum. There is this question that we conundrum. seem to get constantly on this show that we have to vacillate about every single day, which is, is Laurie Markkinen a four or is he a three? And if they sign a big, will that guy play five or will he play four? And here's what I'm. This is this is the point that I want you guys to hear me on most with the Jazz right now in these trades. When we talk about DeAndre Ayton, understand the guy's skill set and what he brings to a, a rotation, a starting five, rather than trying to put a label on him of a five or a four, or in Laurie's case, a three. Right, like. Let's look at these guys for their skill set. Well, what do we know DeAndre Ayton's skill set to be? Hey, he's not a great defender, although I will say he has improved. He's certainly not some elite defender. He can get the job done most nights. Okay, average defender. Okay, well, let's go to the other end of the floor, offense. That's his strength, we all know. Pick and roll, pick and pop, you know, um, good offensive rebounder. Typically, he's a pretty good passer for a big when you run sets where he needs to pass, like like a a backdoor baseline cut, let's say, where he needs to pass that ball down. He can make that pass, you know? So that's the strength. And when I look at the Utah Jazz, I he is a five for sure. If we want to put a label, he is a five. But for the Jazz, I think the reason he works so well is because he can run the floor. He's an active big. He's not one of these guys that's slow, you know, sort right, of plodding right. down the floor. He's one of these guys that is a bit less physical but understands the dynamic of, hey, Mike Conley's got the ball here. I'm going to set this screen and then I'm going to, you know, be ready for that basketball. And that's what I think could really help this team. I also think on the other side for the Suns, Malik Beasley is everything that the doctor ordered for the Suns, meaning three-point shot, mid-range guy. I think you could even develop him into a four or five minutes spurt bring the ball up guy you know like i think he can be that for a championship team when they need it so that's why i think this deal works and that's why i think they should make the deal you need that deal
0: done yeah i agree by the way welcome riley o'brien to membership on the program how close does that put us how close does that put us to 50
1: uh let me hit the refresh tab here oh hang on it's going to be a second that would be amazing
0: Riley O'Brien, are you potentially the 50th member? We've only been offering memberships for six days and we have 50 members on the program is pretty awesome. And if you don't know about our membership platform, what it does is you pay 9.99 a month and you get exclusive videos every day. We give you one member exclusive video a day. That could be life hack, that could be hot sports take, certainly could be inside jazz trade information as we gave you last week. Could be a number of things, but that also gets you membership into our member-only Instagram chat group, which has been lit, and I think, again, I would rely on our our members to tell you, hey, it's awesome being in that group. YouTube says we have
1: 44 members, but I'm pretty sure that's two days behind. It is two days behind. So I'm pretty sure we've crossed 50 or we're very close. We are very close to 50. Yeah. So And by the way, we told you, I just want to keep putting this out there. I know we've had some issues. You guys have had some issues with, like, you know i guess there were some issues with joining or whatever because youtube had been doing a bunch of updating opening our studio is what they call it for creators there's definitely been some updates made as far as what they're what they're showing yeah. us so just hang with it it should smooth out that's usually what happens when they make a bunch of updates there's some you know some wrinkles
0: yeah but you also get exclusive merch drops first you get discounts on our merch you get invitations to our big events like our birthday bash March 10th, you guys find out who the guests are first, you find out what the prizes are first, like all of that stuff, you get that first right here for being a member of the Monty Show. So again, Riley, welcome to the club, my friend. Everybody welcome Riley O'Brien. Let's go! The greatest RV sales uh, executive in the business. You need an RV, you have questions about RVs. Riley O'Brien's your dude. So Riley, appreciate you being on the program. Uh, Talking about DeAndre Ayton, Andy H. says we should be taking a bad contract with high picks when we start trading. Who do you mean? Are you, Andy H., you're talking about the Did you say we should? Well, I don't think you should be taking bad contracts. What I think you should be doing is taking Dario Saric, who's on an expiring deal. Um, You know, you look at guys, the contracts you want, I'm okay with a DeAndre Ayton's contract because he's a transformative talent who's got NBA playoff and NBA finals experience. Yeah. So you're willing to take that in a in a young player who's only on his second contract. Yeah. And he's a guy, by the way, that you can trade as well. So I, I that to me, I think is you would do that. But I'm not a believer that you ever take bad contracts. Um, Salty Drunk says, welcome, Riley. Oh, shiitake mushrooms. Uh, welcome to the program. Please, by the way, if you're here today as well, uh, all 132 of you, please go ahead and hit the like button. We're at 96 likes. Uh, we always like to get at least a hundred, uh, but we would love always as usual uh, to get more than that. Uh, Shiitake mushroom says, "Successful season? No, they're under five hundred. Eleventh in the West. The fact that the Jazz are having to rebuild again just shows the failure of the franchise." Okay, you're completely wrong. So we wrong. get it.
1: You're a hater. Number you're one, you're completely wrong. You have about no that. idea what you're talking about as far as their process or. First where of all, at. they
0: are not eleventh in the West. They're ninth. Um, yes, they are two games under five hundred, um, but they're not a complete failure as a franchise. They're rebuilding by design, not out of incompetence. Yeah. Um, so I would completely disagree with that. Yeah. The Macho Man, also a member of the program, says pass on Aiton. He does not have a winning mentality.
1: And hey, listen. I mean, I I, I don't completely disagree with that take. I think Aiton DeAndre's had some some issues attitude issues yeah he's had some attitude issues he's had he's gone obviously he's gone at it you know going back to that playoff game i think it was what was it against the pelicans i think that happened where the pels where where uh Monty williams sat him down and would not play him uh and ever since then there's been kind of a dynamic and i think you know and this is kind of the issue for the suns like the suns need to move on from drama basically the suns need to get to the business of winning a championship. Like you made that NBA finals appearance, but that's not good enough anymore. Like it's time to stop living on two year ago, you know, success. It's time to start saying, okay, yeah, we got slacked by Dallas last season. And now we, we need to figure out what we're doing with the second half of this year.
0: Oliver Embryer talk on the Monty show presented by quick quack car wash. Make sure today it's a beautiful, sunshiny day here in Utah. Make sure you get yourself a quick quack car wash, best wash in the business, but also the best people in the business. They're professional, they're friendly. You don't have to deal with some computer stand thing where you try to get your card in there. No, you hand it to to a professional, swipes it, hands it back to you. For me, I don't ever give them a credit card because I have a membership. And what that means is I pay $21.99 a month for their best car wash. I roll up, they put my plate in, they're like, hey, Monty, how you doing? Here's your dashboard wash. Five minutes in and out. It's convenient. And the wash is really, really good. From wheels and tires uh, to waxes and shines, you get it all. When you go to Quick Quack Car Wash, make sure you bring the kids. I love that they are tunnels where you actually drive through to get the wash. With all these different colors. Their soaps are different colors. It's really fun for the kids at Quick Quack Car Wash. to present all of your MBA and Utah jazz talk on the program. Uh, let's see. Where are we? Uh, Tyler P says, uh, Mushroom's clearly a Laker fan.
1: It doesn't. I mean, listen, dude, we're not... We're not going to get into some pissing match with with mushrooms. Like, Anybody that thinks yeah. this
0: season has been unsuccessful, I think you're not. You just don't understand what is happening here. Jeremy Bolton, the mayor of Monty Town, says Riley O'Brien is no Rex Grossman, but he'll do. That's right. That's Welcome right. Welcome to Monty <laughs> Member Town, Riley O'Brien. As the mayor, that's a big tip of the cap, Riley O'Brien. You know.
1: And as a member, I just want to keep pointing this out. Hey, there's Jeremy Severe right there,
0: right there. You see him? What do you say? The Utah Jazz is one of the top 10 winningest franchises in NBA history. The Jazz know exactly what they are doing for a rebuild. I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, Mike Maples says uh, it's Thursday. That means a quick quack supply run at barbecue pit stop and a haircut. Dude, I really, okay,
1: okay. Low key, I really want to get a barber on this show. I really, I kind of want to. How many of you guys get haircuts like once a month because i'm we're kind of on that pace i get a haircut my hair grows really fast we have a barber our guy jay toffa over in south jordan's
0: barber shop in south jordan yeah yeah how many of you guys would want a barber on the show i generally and now because you know there's a little less snow on the roof um i get about a haircut every once a month i probably need two a month but i don't have time um, when you say get a barber on the show, what do you mean? Like an official
1: barber of the show. Oh, okay. You know, like, hey, like, this is the guy. If you're, you know, and maybe we'll do it for, hey, maybe we'll do it just for members. Should maybe we do just we for could. members? We could do we a could
0: member do, discount. We could, do, we could do a member discount for for a barber. Go see my guy, Jay Taffa. Tell him he heard yeah, about it we'll on the show show. Uh, Riley O'Brien says, I haircut every two weeks. Yeah. I like it. Mapes uh, says, once a month, easy, if not three weeks. Yeah, seriously. Seriously, dude. I'm probably every three weeks. uh, Talking with Raphael says, once a month. Go support Raphael's podcast, by the way. Uh, KJ says, yes, top 10 without a ring, we need a ring. Yes, you do, and I think you'll have one. Yeah. Uh, Talking with Raphael. I don't know why I say it that way. Uh, I used to get a haircut once a week. Yeah, dude, I'm telling I lo- you,
1: dude. But see, here's the thing: when you have a barber, because going to like you know some you know big box store super clips, that's not that's not a haircut, dude. Like with
0: all due respect, yeah. And I like my guy Jay Tapa. Yeah, Jay's because, a good dude. Yeah, he's like that's that's it. When you sit in a barber chair, you don't want no BS. No. Uh, Riley O'Brien says my barber is Zach Pekroll in SLC. Phenomenal. He would be legit. Yeah, I agree uh jake wants a barber on retainer jesse Marsh i do says.
1: i want to bring dude in and we have this chair over here in the corner you guys don't see a lot i want to get rid of this chair i want to put a barber chair there and Stop. let's do the show you're ridiculous let's do the show
0: kenny says uh imagine having hair yeah i don't know what that's like i don't know what that's like uh whoa comment dump uh salty drunk says get a back sack and a crack jake I don't even know what that means, dude. I don't want to know what that means. I don't want uh, to know what a back sack uh, is. You know. Uh, Andy H says, haven't had a haircut in decades. My guy. Look at that. Is that you though in that picture in that beard? I'm so jelly. Uh Jeremy says, My barber is myself. The mayor shaves his head. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Uh, consistent. Um Derek Carr officially bids goodbye to the Raiders today. So it's it, it, it's that Here this you. is this really be the haps. Derek Carr tweeted, Raider Nation, it breaks my heart. I didn't get an opportunity to say goodbye in person. We certainly have been on a roller coaster in our nine years together. From the bottom of my heart, I'm so grateful and appreciative of the years of support you gave to my family and me. We had our share of both heartbreaking moments and thrilling game-winning drives, and it always felt like you were there next to me. I I once said that if I were not a Raider, I would rather be at home, and I meant that, but I never envisioned it ending this way. That fire burning inside of me to win a championship still rages. Wow, this is a powerful statement. A fire no man can extinguish only God. So I took forward, I look forward to a new city and a new team who no matter the circumstances will get everything I have winning a championship is what I've always wanted and what I will continue to work toward. God bless you all, and with love, DC Four. Wow, that is um, powerful. that's powerful.
1: Yeah, man, and I'm happy for Buddy. I think he's going to do big I'm things happy. in a new organization.
0: I'm happy for Buddy. Yeah,
1: I think he needed a new. I he needed new scenery. He needed to get out from garbage management, and I really hope that he finds his way to the Jets to a good situation. But again, I, I, if I'm him, I'm not going to the Jets. I'm not. Yeah. I'm not doing that. Wow, you don't have time.
0: At, look at Kenai. kick rocks, Carr. Thanks for nine years of mediocre football. Let's get it, Raider Nation. Has he really been terrible? I don't think he's been terrible, dude. I don't think he's. There's been at terrible. least half
1: that time where where they as a team have been garbage. Where like he has nothing to work
0: with. Yeah. Uh, Giggity says hard to say goodbye in person when you leave the team because you got benched. Ouch. Ouch. Uh, Riley O'Brien, the newest member, says, John Cena drop request, please. You need a John Cena drop.
2: And his name is John Cena. Let's
0: go. There it is, my guy. Uh, macho man. Macho man. Oh, yeah. Uh, Since the pandemic started, I've taken a shaving my head weekly. There you go. There you go. I like it. I like it. Uh, Jesse Harsh says, Derek Carr, you know what I said? I'd rather retire than leave the Raiders. I lied. Wow. Bro, Jesse. You guys are
1: harsh. Jesse, when are you jumping into the membership, bro?
0: Get come it, on, see, dude. Harsh. Jesse Harsh is yeah. harsh. Yeah.
1: Dude, come on. When, when are you joining the members, man?
0: Yeah, he's, he, you know. Come on, dude. Uh, let's see. Per broken league, he was an MVP. Uh, okay. I don't think he was terrible. Pre broken leg, he was an MVP candidate. Okay. Yeah. yeah, there you go uh, KJ says no he hasn't had a coach for more than two years nine years and 11 coaches didn't help either See what Drew. I mean He
1: didn't have anything to work
0: with dude uh, at San Diego State says take care Derek Carr officially putting stipulations on a no trade clause no terrible but certainly didn't rise to the challenge in key situations Okay that I can get down with mm. That I can get down with Salty Drunk says Jake give me a rack attack You need a rack attack? Sa says, Derek Carr is no David Carr, but he'll do. <laughs> well, well. Just ask the Houston Texans. Yeah. What if, what if Derek goes to Houston and becomes David? <laughs> He's no David Klingler, but he'll do. Oof. Man. Andy H says, as a Raider fan, Carr is a good man, but damn, it felt like uh, commitment to mediocrity. He's not terrible, but not le- worth his last or current contract. Well, I mean I, I don't disagree with that. And he says R N four L, Raider Nation for Life. Yeah, I don't uh I don't disagree with that. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I think, but let's be honest. Anytime you're saying, well, no, he wasn't terrible. He wasn't garbage. That means just, he wasn't it, good it, enough. Yeah, I I well, think No. That, Dak Prescott, no, he wasn't terrible. But, but. but
1: like but like for me, I mean, what's really the difference between the two? Dak's put up five thousand yard seasons, but Dak hasn't won anything. Like and I'm really being serious here. Hear me out. Like is Dak Prescott really that much more influential than Derek Carr? Is he really that much better? Like, yeah, Dak has huge seasons no, under his not. name, but neither of them have really won anything. And and yeah, Dak has gone to the playoffs a bunch more
0: for sure. Yes. But what do, so, but what do they have in common though? They haven't won. No, they're in shitty organizations. Like, that's dude. what they, but no, in all seriousness. Yeah. That's what they have yeah. in common right? I mean, they just, the Dallas Cowboys are a terrible organization. The, the the Oakland, LA, Oakland, Las Vegas Raiders are a terrible organization. Yeah. And they both have money to spend and they just don't know how to spend it. When you have the stadium setups that they have and the fan passion that they have, you should be better. Mm-hmm. There's no excuse for it. You know, like it, it just is, yeah. Ugh. Riley, he's no Kevin Cobb. But he'll do. Sometimes I think I just say shit. Kevin Cobb is a great pull. What a mediocre quarterback that guy was. Mm. Uh, Carr is pretty good QB, in my opinion. He is. He's an upgrade in it's a lot really of situations. Unfair. Yeah. Uh, Kenny says, is Derek Carr similar to Bradley Beal? No, Bradley Beal plays football or basketball. Derek Carr plays football. What are you talking about? He's he
1: No, what he's saying is
0: that... I. Hey, Dick, I know what he's saying. Well, I'm I know just what clarifying. he's saying. I would, would, that was yeah. called humor. You play, well, no, they're not similar. One plays football, one plays basketball, bro. Oh shit. Damn, I am tripping. Uh Jeremy Sevier says Derek Carr should go to Miami. I heard, I, they agree. Have, I heard they have concussion problems there. Yeah, I agree. Miami'd be a nice fit. The Nye Guy says Carr needs to be like that dude in major league. Screw you, Joe Boo. I'm doing it myself. Wow. Well. Yeah. Andy H says Dak Carr, Derek Prescott. <laughs> Bro. Wow. Wow. (laughs) That's awesome. I love that. Jeremy Bolton says, Derek Carr is no effing Cole Beasley, but he'll do. Come on, Jake! Get it! Fucking Cole Beasley. (laughs) (laughs) Let's go! Love it. Love it. Uh, Salty Drunk says, straight through to the catcher, Monty, exactly. Uh, Alex Chacon says, Raiders should trade up for CJ Stroud. That's not a terrible idea. If you're the Oakland Raiders, you should trade up to get the number one pick, frankly. The Ra- Raider Nation deserves that. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. You you know what?
1: But I'm being serious. But, like, CJ Stroud is unproven. I don't like—we've talked all about how the guy is, you well, know— Well, pick who you
0: want. The Raiders should trade up to get the best available quarterback that they grade yeah. as their best fit.
1: Yeah. No matter who, whos your
0: number one quarterback? Bryce, for sure. Bryce Young. Yeah, Bryce out. Young. Hey, Bryce Young and I'll buy them all. Yeah. Bryce Young is the best quarterback in the draft in this man's opinion. Yeah. So, all right. Um, do we want to save uh, Ryan Smith for tomorrow or do we do that today? Mm, we can save it for tomorrow. All right. We'll save it for tomorrow. A couple of non-sports stories I want to get to. Um, here's a visual representation. And you guys, you're welcome for this. It is my pleasure to make your day. You know, on the program. But here's a visual representation as to why I don't shop at Walmart. I'm here to quit. I'm talking oh, about a clean scoop. scoop, scoop is there. Oh, 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 oh. This, he
2: oh, he's
0: doing Dave Chabert. Watch the guy in the white hoodie right here. Watch
2: Oh, shit. Oh, oh
0: shit. That bro picked up one of those oh, little security rope line things and hit him on the back, dude. He, I said dude. he hit him on the back at we Walmart. Really he dropped him at Walmart. I, I, the best I part, the part about I, this is she's doing on. play by oh, play, play in the background. Oh, oh, she's like, oh, oh. he's doing Dave Chappelle. Oh, this, he's doing Dave
2: Chappelle. Look at the guy in the white. <laughs> Yes,
0: oh, shit. Oh. 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 Oh, shit. Let me get this right, bruh. You roll up into Walmart with a knife in your hand. The, the, the guy that was swinging had a <coughs> knife in his hand. <coughs> and you just let some dude hit you with a line rope. He's a line stepper. And I'll drop that mother. And he, and he did. Yeah, I want here
1: to quit. I'm talking about a clean oh! Just watch Buddy in the background. Watch him oh, just casually. He's he doing Dave Chamel. Oh, we're,
2: good. we're good.
1: Oh, oh. oh. oh my
0: God. Oh <laughs> shit. Dude,
1: how does this even happen, bruh? You're at
0: Walmart. Like, You're at Walmart. You're at Walmart why i do not freaking shop at walmart are you kidding me dude are you kidding me i'm not doing it i'm not i'm not doing it i'm not doing it i i am not doing it i don't shop there for a reason there's just no way giggity says well played well played with the drop chain yeah you like that oh my god jeremy bolton's like he needs some milk yeah but apparently the Nye guy says aliens love Walmart. It's a human zoo. It is, and I don't <laughs> like the America. zoo. Are you kidding me? Yeah, no, I'm good. I'm I'm good. Alex Chacon says uh, just simply turning into the parking lot on Walmart of Walmart at 300 West, the vibe completely changes. Yes, that is you very are powerful. You're all of a sudden like, hey, wait, where's my Kevlar? Did did I forget my vest at home, <laughs> like... Do I have an Dude. anti-shanking vest that I can wear? Dude, it's, oh it's my God. bad, bro. Like, oh, my that's God. Bad. Ken Williams, Final. a member, says, I'm out, guys. Have a great day. Kenny, see you, buddy. Thanks. Back see in you, tomorrow. Broken. Uh He looked like a turtle on its shell. Oh, my God. Can
1: you imagine being hit like that?
0: Are there stores you won't go into?
1: Yeah, Walmart. Walmart, for Walmart, sure. Walmart, for sure. I won't go to, like, when we drive to work at 4 in the morning. Not going to some sketchy-ass gas station. I'm not
0: doing that. Some, if you're, it, dude, at that hour, if it's not a maverick, I'm not going in. A nice not. maverick, not a dingy one. A nice one. There aren't any dingy mavericks, but my point is you, you know. Uh Jeremy says, anyone surprised this took place at Walmart? No, not at all. No, dude. Not at all. Uh Jake Gordon says he's been waiting his whole moment for that his whole life for that moment. Yes. I think he has. <laughs> I think he's at uh, Court McMullen says Dude uh, Gab that thing All nonchalant Grab that thing All nonchalant Like he does he it, it On a regular too. basis he did. I love it I love <laughs> And And just watch the guy In the white <laughs> hoodie
2: Right, right here in
0: the cool. I'm, talking, I'm
2: talking about, about. in his I will stick you
0: Now watch the guy In the white hoodie In the background okay, oh, He Oh, oh! Oh shit. oh shit. Oh my god, that look his back, just, his dude, back is broken. Dude, we
1: just went full tables and ladders, WWE in front of the FedEx and Walmart, dude. Okay,
0: and because I love you guys so much, I'm gonna play one more. And I want you to understand that this one is this one's a little PG-13. But I've been trying to play this for weeks. <laughs>
2: Scooter? Yeah. I wanted a fucking bike. <laughs> Are you serious? I fucking hate Christmas now. You <laughs> <I'm> fucking <shy.
0: laughs> <gasps> I've been trying to play that for weeks.
1: I wanted a bike. Listen, play it again. Listen to how incredulous the kid is, dude. I wanted a bike.
2: It's not just a scooter. Yeah. I wanted a fucking bike. (laughs) Are you serious? I fucking hate Christmas now. (laughs) You fucking (laughs) shame.
1: Have your kids done that to you? For all the for all the dads out there, the parents in the in the chat. Oh my god. Have your parents complained about the presents?
0: I just, you know what the thing is, though. If your kid's like you, you give him a present. It's like I wanted a fucking (laughs) bike. I hate Christmas. How do you not laugh when he's like, I fucking hate Christmas? (laughs) How do you not laugh at that? How do you, as a parent, not?
2: I want a scooter. Yeah. I wanted a fucking bike. (laughs) Are you serious?
1: Christmas now. Oh my God! And it's so relatable too, because he's oh. in his underwear. He's not fully dressed or anything. This is clearly oh Christmas morning. God. Got up
0: super early. Oh my God! I, like I just, <laughs> I, I just love that kid. His attitude. Now cursing. By the way, people are like, "Oh, that's your kid cursing. You're terrible parents. Yeah, that's whatever. Culture. Get the and, hell out of here, dude. That's in in the UK. That's their culture. That's not a big problem there. I just. love a fuking bike, is that, is that, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Is this just a scooter? I wanted a fuking bike. Yeah. Who are you, Connor McGregor? Yeah. Oh my God. Amber Spencer's like, yeah, Jake, actual footage of Jake as yeah. a kid. You know what I mean? The Nye Guy, exactly. That's the beginning of peaky blinders. <laughs> <laughs> but you have to admit, you have to admit, I am a great gift giver. Yeah. Well, I you never came disappoint. Through. Yeah, you I always can't I never through. disappoint. Yeah. I'm not the one that's like, oh, hey, I want a new baseball glove, Dad. And then I go to Walmart and get you a knockoff. That's not who this guy is. No, you got a pure handmade Academa, man. <clears throat> that's I still have that glove. I love it. Amazing, amazing. Giggity's like, LOL, pure gold, fooking bike. <laughs> How do you not love that? How do you not love that? Talking with Raphael, like the kid is the kids can be so yeah, ungrateful. Raphael,
1: look what you have to look forward to in three yeah, years. Yeah, good my luck. Man.
0: Good luck, Raphael. Good luck. Better get another job because she's going to want diamonds, bro. It is what it is. S.A. says, almost like Christmas at my house. Giggity says, got to roll. See you in the member chat later, fellas. Thanks for the show. Thanks, See you, Giggity. Giggity. Appreciate, Appreciate you being a member. And again, yeah. if you're not a member of the show, uh, I'll put the link in here for you um, uh, to join the program. It's nine ninety nine a month, and it's worth it. The member chat program. alone is is amazing it's 10 bucks a month you get exclusive videos right here on the monty show you also get access to our instagram uh member chat uh which is members only on instagram but you also get first access to our merch uh you also get things like exclusive inside information we give that to you first before we tweet it uh, in any way shape or form so there's just so many reasons to become a member of the program uh, here I'm telling you, it's it's a blast. So uh, consider it ten bucks a month. Appreciate you guys. Justin Salas says, "My kids know they better be grateful for what they got, or I'll take it away." Amazing. Uh, Salty Drunk says, "It's not the kids' fault, Alex. That comes from the upbringing." I would agree with that. You know, yeah, I would agree with that. Kainer and all are fair and fighting just win, mm-hmm. dude. He hit him with that security i can't believe that court McMullen says that kid is about to go on a lifelong vendetta where he eventually destroys the world in the end he will point to that moment as the reason for it all he'll be like yeah how you like my bike now mom
1: doesn't make you feel responsible
0: uh mapes says he's going to be sharing that story with his grandkids that's a viral video by the way you know that's that he's going to see that forever you know, the Nye guy says, have yourself a merry little Christmas. Arlington Bear says, if my kid did that, I would pack up all the gifts and decorations and lock Dude, them up. Have
1: you guys, have you guys seen the videos or did you see the videos when we were going through Christmas time where parents are dressing up as the Grinch and stealing their
0: kids' gifts to send a message? I don't understand this whole thing where people dress up and scare their kids. Why are you guys doing that? And I guess it's funny, but your kid is terrified now. Like you dress up as a Grinch or like these videos and I turn them off now. These videos where where like dad pranks mom and pours a bucket of paint over her. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, is that funny? I don't, I don't. Yeah, think I don't know. The one kid prank video that I like, There's an. there was a trend of ASMR where you like whispering. <laughs> and so there was this video of this kid and his mom was gonna do a challenge, this water drinking challenge, Mm -hmm. I think it was. And the kid is sitting there with her. She looks down into the water bottle and she's on a microphone, like an actual microphone. She looks down in the water bottle, the kid sprays her in the face with the water, gets two eggs and slams them on her head. She looks completely shocked, she's like, what? The kid looks right into the camera and gives like this satanic scream <clears throat> that is just amazing. It is one of the single greatest things I have ever seen. I I, I, um, I should probably get help. I should probably get help. I'm trying to find Amber it. Spencer. Good morning. Says uh, this should be added to the soundbite library, Jake. A bike. I wanted a fucking bike. <laughs> I hate Christmas. That's amazing. Jeremy Bolton says, I wrapped all the empty cereal boxes my kids left in the cupboards for fucking Christmas. Did you really? You did not. You did not. Um, Kurt Meyer says, Diamonds and Walmart oxymoron. Exactly. Salty Drunk says, Are you swinging hands, Jake, or are you flying solo? Wait, what does that mean? He wants to know if you still have a girlfriend. I have a girlfriend, yeah. Yeah. Mapes says, uh, That's too extreme for cheap laughs. It is. It is. Court McMullen says, uh, parents who do that aren't doing it to teach their kids anything. They're doing it to try and go viral, and I hate I it. I yeah, it. I guess. I can't stand it. Yeah, I guess. I really can't. Uh, Justin Salas says, oh, yeah, got to love using your kid's trauma for clicks and views. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hey, how'd your job interview go, Solace? Yeah. What happened with that? Uh, a couple more, then we got to roll. Uh, Roger Thomas says, I had a brother-in-law that took all of his kids' Halloween candy, but they all had bikes." <laughs> exactly right exactly right Uh, the nigh guy says uh, look up little English girl who has drawn on by uh, the elf on the shelf but I have school oh really I'll have to look that one up yeah I will have to look that one up you guys what an amazing show today I really appreciate you if you haven't hit the like button please consider doing it on the way out the door Really appreciate that. You guys, we're, we're so lucky to be here with you every day. Like, I hope you realize that. I'm not even joking. It's such a privilege to do this show, to be at Maverick Center, to, you know, to, to have a community with you guys. Love it. Absolutely love it. We appreciate you every day. Thanks to the advocates who present this show on a daily basis. Um, the best injury attorneys in Utah, Arizona, Idaho, the entire region, no doubt about it. The advocates, theadvocates.com. Chat with a lawyer right now online 24 7 theadvocates.com. Until tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.